So, all right, let's do this. Yo, Sneak This Podcast, episode 239. My guy, George, in the building. We got the homie Pierre, co-host of Views from the Vault on the podcast today. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Shout out to Leon as well, too, man. You know, Leon is somebody who, uh, you know, supports the show as well. And, you know, I started watching you guys kind of a while back. Not a while back, but you know what I'll tell you. Start watching you guys when that the hat wave <laughs> really started to hit <laughs> off again. So uh, you know, obviously we're gonna talk about that. And you know, um, like I said, I appreciate everybody who likes, subscribes to the podcast. You know, whatever you listen to this podcast on, I ask you to. You know, typically I don't ask anybody to review the podcast or do stuff like that. But go ahead and review the podcast on whatever you listen to podcast on. Uh, we appreciate everybody who comments, shares, messages, and stuff like that. We appreciate everybody who does do the listener suggestions. And we actually have a bunch today, so I'm gonna try to fit one in. Um, everybody, weekend's good. Weekend's good. Everybody, good. Yeah. Hmm. Now I see what Ricardo was talking about. I was wondering what. Nothing. <laughs> well, uh, we ain't talking about that today. Well, it is what. Oh, <laughs> yeah, talk- I didn't know you posted about it. So oh. I haven't been on Instagram in like a couple days. I mean, you can talk about it if you want. I've been arguing with your wife all day. Arguing about what? About. The post about the virus. Oh, what do you mean arguing? I think <laughs> she kind of was on your side. Not like all the way, but she was like. No, we weren't arguing, but like, you know, we were going back and forth kind of all day about the vaccine. And I don't know if you saw it, Pierre, but we had put a post up last week on the podcast. George had made the comment about he didn't like how LeBron had responded to a question from a reporter asking, was he going to get the vaccine? And, uh, so I posted it today on social media. You know, I got a lot of messages and, you know, a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, people talking about it. And, you know, I, I and I will say and I and I we're me and your wife, George's wife, we were kind of going back and forth all day about it. You know, she let me know she had a sociology degree, which I didn't know. What so, were y'all talking about, though? I don't get it. She, didn't said, the she said nothing to me. Well, she's been commenting in the thread with people and stuff oh, you yeah, know? I refuse now after that YouTube stuff like I'm not arguing with people no more I don't have no capability time and nothing to argue with people about that nonsense so I mean it ain't <laughs> arguing you can defend your point no 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 not arguing. See, here's the thing I'm not this just a general point from now on for me in life and I think I've kind of always been like don't this do that. and that's why, nah. that's why it bothered me no no I'm no longer making excuses or standing for rich people anymore because well, they, you never did that that's what I'm saying. But that's what a lot of people who are arguing with me are doing. And you know what? The one person who was arguing with me who I appreciate is uh, Mike today. Uh, Mike Lowry today was arguing with me. And oh. I was like, you know what? That's just my point. And he was like, I understand. And that was it. He didn't keep going on. He didn't say nothing. So I appreciate him giving me his point of view. He was upset or laughing or whatever and said, Le- Le- you know, LeBron has no uh, reason to You must have called Mike on a rare day. Because, ooh, Mike. Mike no, hates know, to no, argue. Normally but he does. Mike, yeah. Oh, okay. But no, I didn't. Fam, I haven't DM'd or messaged anyone about this. People hitting me up. Right. So um, I appreciate the fact that he like said his piece, and I said what I had to say. I send them screenshots of like um, a basketball. We'll say a writer. He's like a statistician and a writer who who was the first one to call LeBron out about it on Twitter, and that's what I retweeted all on my timeline. I don't know if anyone saw that stuff. Um, but again, I'm just not – I don't – there's no reason for me as, like, middle-class person to defend what rich people do, to have their back in anything, especially when it goes against what – what. That's if different. you have that reach, 
you need to read the tweets that I listen. No, actually, let me go back. I didn't word because in the moment you never word it correctly. Of on course the show not. What you're trying to say, but that's what makes the show good. My that's what point, I try to tell people. My point was. I think LeBron should have either said no comment or if he hadn't researched it yet, which is fine. I wasn't trying to call him out saying he should have researched it. If you if you haven't researched it on your own, then I, I think people respect when you say, I don't know, but I will find out. Of course. Now, see, that was the whole basis. But of- I didn't look at it like that. And that's what the tweets that I retweeted said, that he's in agree. Just trust me. Just go read those tweets. No, no. It's and way more eloquent of saying it. Than I, I know. That was the thing. That is perfect because that's what I tell people to always do. You always, if you don't know, say you're going to find out about it. Yeah. That was the thing. How you may have said it away, it didn't really make sense to me, but that was the thing because I was like, well, you know, if you don't care if LeBron doesn't take it, why should he tell us to take it type right, thing? But I wasn't trying to say he should tell people to take it. That's what was worded incorrectly. Right. That was he the should, thing. He should say what the research says, which is as of today, it's 100% safe. I don't know what it is. Yes, it's but like ninety five percent plus percent effective. It's one hundred percent safe. No one has been hospitalized from the virus or the vaccine. No one has died from the vaccine. And of the original forty two thousand case subjects or whatever in the Pfizer, uh, whatever the Pfizer version was, like less than one percent had when they caught COVID. Like or or I don't know if they had COVID before the vaccine or whatever. Less than one percent even had a severe case. So, and severe meaning like you right. have the treatment. Like severe, not meaning like you almost died. Like there was no deaths from the vaccine. Um, the research is very clear on what it is as of today. A lot of people argue with me about like we don't know what mm-hmm. it's going to be like in the future. Of course, we don't. We don't know. But you know what? You know what could be worse is COVID. Future, it could. what it does to your body. But like I said, the the country is going to wait for a more suitable amount of numbers death per year to be comfortable. I mean, that's just the way well, it's going to be. Americans, of course. I mean, but see, that was the whole <laughs> thing too. Americans are selfish. Like that's, what, I'm not going to argue against that. Right. But now, what you were saying about like empirical fact, it's fact, scientific fact. That that may be true, and I believe it. I got the vaccine. You know, I did. You know, I'm I'm for it. Yes. But you know, it's one of those things where it's like. The government should have mandated it at that point. Like once you be given the option, that's what I told Hannah. I said, once you give me the option, you give an American citizen the option, you can't take it back from them. Like you can't well, be like they, they, you see how people storm the Capitol two of months course. ago or whatever. Like I don't <laughs> people in this country, I don't think are like it would never be like it is in Korea. Even oh, countries that are like Westernized in Asia, but are more uh, discipline, rigid or whatever. Yeah, right. there you go, rigid discipline, whatever. It, South Korea is like one of the most um, westernized liberal countries, you know, on that side of the globe. And they would still not ever act incredulous like Americans do when when things happen. Like if you tell an American you don't have the right to do whatever, people are going to flip. Oh, out. it's going to be. A, so that's what I'm saying. Right. Like you can't man, you can't do anything mandatory. My thing with LeBron was just like when you have that reach. It's responsible to be truthful and not hide anything because that I'm not saying he specifically came out and was like a conspiracy theorist. I'm saying that leads to conspiracy theorism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I understand it. So, but again, if you give give someone that platform, right, they have to do their due diligence. Right. I mean, yeah, they, they, they have a huge audience, a large reach. And these folks like listen to these people. So I think, you know. 
Yeah, uh, that's just my thought on it. Yeah, yeah, of course, absolutely, I agree, and that that's the, the point I was trying to make. In the moment, it, it never comes out right, and I think the fact that like both you and Blanc disagreed, I was like trying to fight both of you, and I wasn't trying to fight nobody. I'm trying to say like, if LeBron would have said either no comment or I don't know, but I will find out. I yeah, think yeah. people could respect that. That would have been one hundred percent. But when you fine. say stuff like, uh, you but know, I give him the benefit of matter, the doubt. Like, I give him a benefit of the doubt being put on the spot. The only reason I I'm don't pretty is, sure he's there to talk basketball, and you get you're hit right. with that, and you're, you're right. like, what the? Uh. You're absolutely right. But the only reason I don't give him the benefit of the doubt on this specific subject is because of the whole China situation, and a lot of people try to argue with me about that. Fam, I have friends who live in Hong Kong, teach English, told me from a firsthand account how it is there. So I this isn't like me reading about what's going on in Hong Kong and like getting it wrong or whatever. No, no. This is firsthand account from people who live there who I know telling me the situation there. And then what Daryl Morey, I think he was just a tweet, right? Yeah, it it was wasn't a, a comment. It was yeah, just a tweet. a tweet. And then so the the opinion of the per, the basketball writer on Twitter who I retweeted was that LeBron is taking um, – key from like Nike and Disney or whatever to, to kind of shut that down so the NBA doesn't have any issues. I don't know if he is taking key from Disney and Nike, but what he was doing 100% was protecting his money. And I'm not going to assume in this point that a, in this the vaccine thing that a rich person isn't trying to protect their money. So I just don't respect that no more. So I'm not standing or making excuses for rich people ever again. They don't care about us. They don't. There's no reason. Uh, Listen, there's no reason for a rich person to care what we think or do. It just that's just what it is. Like if you think that they do, you're going beyond reality. I feel like that's different it's a, it's nowadays. General. It's general, and you there probably it's are some general that are I feel like LeBron. A lot of people do a lot of like if you're a political fighting for causes and stuff. If you're a billionaire. Right. Just think about the things you would be concerned about. It wouldn't be all the people below you who are not billionaires. Yeah, just that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it's common that. sense. Um, oh, hold on. Let's open this real quick. Oh, you want to open then this? We can go on to. Did you wait? Hold on. Do we introduce and get like I know you introduce, but do we get social medias? Yeah. What's up, Pierre? Tell the, the listeners the social medias, the show. Tell them. Tell them everything to follow. Yeah. Listen. Uh, you know, we're views from the vault on on YouTube. Uh, we're also on. Um, we're also on Instagram. Um, at views in the vault. Um, you know, we, we've been doing this for a little bit, uh, but you, you know, you're, you're a podcast that we looked up to, um, early on and, and kind of helped kind of mold what we do today. So it's, it's really great to be on the show, but you know, we're all over the place right now. Uh, but this is an honor to be on the show with you guys and kind of, kind of spend some time with you guys. So yeah, and shout out to the homie Leon too, man. I really wanted to try to have you both on here at the exact same time. We always like, you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of a little hard sometimes with Skype because you're not in the same room. So I was like, man, yeah. I don't even know if like two people on Skype, how that would even work out. But, uh, you know, I'm glad you're on it. Plus you were supposed to be on last year and, oh, yeah. And, yeah, you know, we yeah. had a mix up in days and time, you know, whatever. But, you know, we got you on now and I appreciate it. And, and you know, with hats and everything, you know, you're like the go to guy on social media for that. So um, we're going to yeah. talk about the show a little bit. I, I want to do say something really quick, though. And I want to say this. Actually, you know what? Real quick for anybody who listen to this podcast, the Jordan one load, nat, the natural grays. George is a 12 and I'm a nine and a half. <laughs> OK, now, look, I'm pretty confident George and I will have a pair for ourselves, but I would like more than one. So 
if anybody could get us Put it out in the I'm just letting early. you I'm gonna I'm giving everybody a heads up every time I start this podcast until that release date that would be the first thing that comes out of my mouth every single episode all right so I'm just giving everybody a heads up <laughs> let me tell you something George and I, I think that's a fair ask that's a fair ask that's a fair ask and, and and I'm gonna talk to you about hats too because <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah it seems like you get it all okay like yeah. have it all and, and I want to talk about that but you know real quick I have a, a kind of a low, a low key a, a gripe real quick and that's just over the weekend because I text George and, and everybody in the thread because now I'm trying to say this without sounding like a wait, wait, what's the topic first before it's you about me wearing clots to the mall oh, okay right. now I'm not trying to sound like a thought and I'm not trying to sound like Oh, look at me. I was wearing clots. Dave sent me a pic, by the way, of someone wearing them with no socks on and the entire... You're supposed to. No, no, no. No, no, with no socks on. You're supposed to. That's what the shoe's made for. It's supposed to look like a sandal. So you... Uh-huh. You got to read about the shoe, George. Fam, the, the sweat and uh Yeah, my fog. Sh- I was fogged up. I'm not, my shoe was fogged up when I wore it. But let me tell you something. So we're talking about the Air Max uh, Kiss of Death Clots, uh, Pierre. They got the clear toe box and stuff around it. Look... Now, this, gotcha. is, this is my issue, okay? I wore them this weekend, right? Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. It was a little difficult to wear them because I couldn't figure out what socks. I was, like, a little weird about the clear toe. <laughs> I thought about wearing it barefoot because you're supposed to wear it barefoot, okay? That's why the insole I is— that's why the insole clot thinks. I, I'm telling you what is a, a respectful thing to do and is not to okay. see your toe. But respectful thing, don't it say is. that. We <laughs> wore sandals. What's the difference? Disrespectful about that. If you wearing sandals, it, you're wearing a shoe that's designed for that, like specifically for okay. that. Look, so uh, this is the problem that I have. All right, now look, I I'm, I'm not saying that I wore these to get attention, but let me tell you something. When you go to the mall, okay, back in the day we used to wear stuff to the mall. Everybody used to know what stuff was. Nowadays, I really don't care about that now. But if I walk, I walked into the House of Hoops Foot Locker, okay. I expect when you walk into a House of Hoops footlocker wearing something that odds are no one has ever seen before in person, you get a little something like a, ooh, them nasty, oh, those are dope. Something. I walked in. Now, not to be sexist or anything like that, but it was a girl at the front door. Now, there are plenty of girls that we talk to who listen to this podcast who know their sneakers. They know sneakers, so I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. And I walked up, you know, because they were like letting people in per customer come out the yeah, store. Yeah, got a line. She goes, yo, them Air Max colors is crazy. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she goes, them customs? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, no, they're not customs. Well, Nike IDs. I'm like... No. At least she knew what Nike ID was. I get it. Now, <laughs> now, for some odd reason, the store had about 13 employees in there. I mean, the store was packed full of employees. I mean, it was referee shirts everywhere. So I was like, well, this is different. Like people back to work, fam. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they were just standing around. <laughs> now, look, I walked through. Not a single person even looked, said a word. I, it's Corona. No, 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 no. What they got to do with me, what I'm wearing? I'm talking about my shoes. People talking to you. Like, they're not going to no, talk. No, they were all pe- talking. I think people. I, I, no, no, no. I think people are still scared. No, to to no, no, no. I think they are. Everybody was in Damn, their chit-chat. Anytime I go to pick a shoe up or do whatever, I don't see people, like, talking to each other. They came up to me asking me. Like strangers, me, I mean. They came up to me asking me multiple times that I need some help. They wanted to talk. My, oh, so you're just talking about employees. I'm talking about employees, not oh, people. Oh, I think about people. No, no, people and I don't care about. I'm talking about employees. And I said to myself, you know what? If this was back in the day when the shoe originally came out, fine. You may not be privy to, like, what's coming out. But that, to me, shows that sneaker shop employees aren't even linked in the sneaker social media now. 
Like, I don't think any of them knew what it was. I was like, y'all don't go on Soul Collector, yeah. Sneaker News, <laughs> Sneaker IG. Like, you don't be on, you know what I mean? Like, you got to know yeah, something. Yeah, you see, you, see you see that everywhere now, man. It's like, you know, I think the mom and pop shops are better at knowing what's going on out in the world than uh, than some of these chains like Foot Locker and whatnot, you know? That's a fact. I think if you've got, like, corporate corporate and places like that, if you walk in there, those guys know their shoes, concepts, places like that. But when it comes down to, like, these big chains, man, they don't know what they're talking about. They're just in there for their paycheck to get through their day, you know? Nah, you're right. I mean, that that's what it comes down to. Because they were, they were young, but they all had on bread ones. They had on some, I- like— decent I sneakers the, i think the employee base if that's the right word was different like in at world Foot Locker when i was in high school though it seemed like everybody who worked in there was like a mate like a sneakerhead like i don't mean well they, just be aware they knew yeah i don't know it's weird but it, it, it was a time before social media too so you would think it would be less informational but i think the the worker base was different you didn't have like as many people working there who had no idea what was going on. I mean, not one, I don't think. And that store, it's going. it's got to go out of business. I mean, I can't believe the stuff they're in there selling. <laughs> I honestly couldn't believe it. They had the most space to be models I've ever seen in my entire life in the store. I was like, what, what are the most colors? I've never seen some of these colors. That store was awful. Like Nothing happened to that store. We know that. I, I, I can't even believe it. Anyways. Uh, Hold on. Let me open this. You. S- s- what what you got? What do you got next? Let me open this real quick. Fine, we're gonna open up a package that somebody sent us real quick, Pierre. This um, is from. All right, cool. This is from James. It looks like a pair of ba- it looks like a pair of baby shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you can see us. Oh yeah, this is one of the first times we've had somebody <laughs> on Skype who can yeah. video see us. So it's from now on. When we do Skype people, they can see us now. So hopefully, it makes it a little bit better. I don't want to turn my head too much and look at Pierre because like. I'm on camera like that, but right, right. I like uh, it's this. It's all right, man. I, I'm, I'm ugly anyway, man. Just keep looking at the uh, box. Can, I'll be all right. He can see me. Uh, <laughs> this is from James uh, on Instagram, a.k.a. Bluff Bagwell, at Bluff Bagwell. Uh, I think the bluff is in relation to poker. It says he's an occasional poker player. Uh, sent us a care package, in quotation marks. Uh, didn't tell me what's inside of it, so I'm going to open it here on the show. Um and see what we got. I could already tell what it is. I mean, it's like a let me guess. It's like a hat club size. I box. think it might be hats because it's only fourteen ounces. <laughs> but I did ship a hat today, and it weighed ten ounces. Would you sell a hat? No, somebody shout out to the homie Taylor or Trailer. He's in Australia. He sent a hat to my house and wanted me to send it to him in Australia. From so he, Australia. Yeah, he got it from a locker room in Downey. Oh shite! You're gonna be angry by this. Here, I'm just gonna give this to you. You can open it. Uh, what is this? <laughs> Oh my God! Sports cards. You know uh, what? You Pierre, Pierre's into sports cards too, though, right? Not mildly, man. Not, I was as a kid, but nowadays, I mean, man, I got out of it, man. Camera. It's gotten so crazy. Fam, look at all these cards. Oh, that man. stuff right there is actually good, like expensive stuff. Yes. Fam, he sent us all this. That's actually expensive too. Fam, I'm keeping one of these, FYI. <laughs> so I think you have to open it here. You can open one of these. Like, I think, well, you open, okay, here. So you open this one. This, oh, let me read. This, you want to read the letter or you want me to read I'll it? I'll read it. Go ahead and read That's it. That's basketball. You open basketball. We'll leave these right here. We'll figure it out later. I thought I seen you yo, post some cards, Pierre. Yo, yo. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Hey, Pierre. What's that? I thought I seen you yeah, post some cards. 
No, I got some. A couple of my buddies and I went in on those top, those tops cars that were kind of rendered by those artists, but nothing more than that, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I keep saying like you and Leon, like Leon had posted some stuff, and I don't know what those are. I need to buy some of those because there. Well, there's one that Tops did today that was uh, the Sports Illustrated magazine cover, cover, and it's. They did one for Mike Trout and one for Duke Snyder, who was a Dodger legend. Ooh. So I was thinking yeah, about yeah, yeah. buying both of those, but I didn't do it yet. But I think it's up for like six days or something like that. Well, Just I collected all the, the Jackie Robinsons from this. I collected all the Jackie Robinsons from this specific set, like, you know, all the different artists that did their rendition of them. Right. Okay. Uh, it was it, it really, really cool. I got my son a set, too, because they were just so cool, man. Yeah, I the... I, at first, I was kind of skeptical about that stuff on tops because I, you know, I just would like to be able to go online and buy like a hobby box or buy. But once I yeah. saw some, like they did one the other day, I sent it to Greg, DJ Ski, who was actually ironically a big sneaker guy. Um, and to me, he's kind of corny, but and I didn't even know he was like an artist guy. But he did Satchel Page in the Illmatic cover. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Fire. Not the. the- Unreal, no, it was dude. crazy. I wanted it, man. I did want it, but I, you, yeah. dude, you go down that rabbit hole, man. You're going deep, and you're not coming out. <laughs> That's so, why like, I can't it's, do it's it. Dangerous. The one thing I like that Tops does is they do do some numbered cards. Like you can, you know, you can get a numbered card in one of those uh, special things, and yeah. that would be awesome. But yeah, that Satchel Page Illmatic cover. Like, like I said, dude, DJ Ski's got according to me, but crazy. that was fire. I, I mean, and I did not. Nah, it was incre- it was it was incredible, man. It was incredible. Um, just real quick, shout out to James. I had no idea you were sending sports cards, and this stuff is actually pretty expensive. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Good Lord. I mean, did he open this? Because, now look, I know nothing about cards, but this is some pretty good stuff. It was all sealed, wasn't it? I mean, I guess it was sealed. Look, I got a LeBron James right here. Okay. All right. I got a Jamal Murray, a Kyle Kuzma, Paul George, mm-hmm. Karis LeVert, Shaquille O'Neal tribute card. Okay. Tyler Hero. I got a DeMar DeRozan. Hero rookie, huh? I got a Damian Lillard. Not a rookie or nothing. And I got a Vince Carter with the Hawks. Okay, but what's that over there? Is there more you haven't gone I through? mean, there's more, but they ain't nobody's. I mean, I got Miles Bridges. Eh, Miles Bridges, maybe. <laughs> Miles Turner. I got Justice Winslow. Thon Maker. Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague. I got a rookie. Jalen McDaniels. He's on the We'll see. DeAndre Hunter rookie. DeAndre Hunter rookie. <laughs> no, I didn't no, know that's that. A good card. That's a good one. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see the Hunter. Is it? That's a good one. Is it a silver or anything? Okay, so base. Yeah, that's a good card. And then I got a uh, Kyle Guy, whoever that is. That's a, rookie a good card. card, too, actually, because uh, he doesn't have very many cards. And then Aaron. Aaron Holiday and Robin Lopez. Okay. So right on. That was pretty good, man. Much appreciated, James. Nice. I'm gonna rip this uh optic, but we'll do it after the show. But I'll make sure it's on camera so you can see me rip it. Uh these prisms, I don't know. We'll figure yeah. out what to do. Read the card. Read the read the letter he's he wrote. Oh yeah. Uh so James, aka Bluff Bagwell, says, just wanted to send you uh, guys a token appreciation for the years of free entertainment and dedication. Hope you pull something good, but not too good. Joking, obviously. He said he's playing. Hope you pull some fire, especially Greg, so he'll come to the dark side. <laughs> I'll never do cards. I can't do it. Just like Pierre said, mm-hmm. it's it's too deep. It's too deep of a rabbit hole. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would. I I'm would. St- go ahead, Pierre. I'm still sour of it as, from from being a kid, man. I was I was collecting back in like '86, '87, '88, and uh, those cards, man. I was deep, man. And tops, all those cards were so overproduced, man. It was like, oh yeah. Oh my god. It yeah. was like, you know, I have boxes and boxes of them that are worthless now. I did have a ton of Griffey rookies, uh, upper deck rookies. I had, a, I had a Barry Sanders rookie. 
Um, I think that was a, I think that was a scorecard. I had a bunch of those growing up. I had a, a big Michael Jordan's 86 Fleer rookie too. Um, uh, so I had some good stuff. I had some good stuff, but like I said, man, you I can't keep up with it anymore. There's no way. Nah. <laughs> well, you're too deep in the hats. I think part part of that is why I kind of only have done baseball thus far. Also, you know, it's hard to get cards. You know, Target's always sold out. Walmart's sold out. You got to go in the vendors. That oh, yeah. Get something. But baseball was a little underpriced when I got into it, and I think and baseball was the season was coming up, so I kind of did that strategically, assuming the cards were going to pop a little bit. Um, but baseball was also my number one sport growing up, so those were the cards that I really was buying as a kid, and it, I just have nostalgia yeah. for baseball cards, kind of. So, yeah, I, you know what? I'll say one last thing, guys. Every year I get my son a, a factory set uh, for Christmas, so like a Topps factory set every year, so. Yeah, at least he's got that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you? What do you usually buy those on? You like you buy them from a store or what? Online? Tell me. What's that? The factory? Oh. Yeah, the factory sets. Like what? What's a factory set? Oh yeah, I usually I usually get them online. It's like the sealed factory set. Um, every year, Tops does that. You know, they have it like wrapped, and it's the entire uh, set. Oh okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a great way to ensure you get all the rookies and everything. I mean, it, it I, it's something I wish I would have been doing all along, and then Greg wouldn't be making fun of me for jumping into someone else's thing, even though I've been a card collector. Oh, no, no, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> yes, I have. Everybody a collector something at some point. I am not making fun of anybody with cards. Like, do you know what Top Shot is? Oh, is that the highlights? Buy highlights? Yeah. Do you know what that is, Pierre? No, I have no idea. So it's like people <laughs> buying, like, LeBron's highlights, right? Like, you own the highlight. Is that what it is, George? I'll be honest with you. I really have no idea what okay. it is. It's just, to me, it's a digital... I thought at first it was like a digital card, like a blockchain card. But apparently it's a video. You buy like him dunking. Like, you buy the highlight. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't understand that. Ah, uh, man, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> pickups, pickups. Pierre, you got any pickups this week? And, and pickups is anything. Hats, cards, sneakers, clothes, anything. Oh, come on, man. Hats? Get out of here, man. I can't, <laughs> I can't even begin. It's, I can't even begin, man. I had probably 100 this week. What's a Pierre pickup? Is it like, do you get... <laughs> do you just get hats, I guess, seated to you, or do you buy all these hats? Uh, in, in all honesty, I do now get some stuff seated to me, oh. uh, you know, like, but I spent a lot of time, you know, just like you guys, a lot, you're, you're spent a lot of time in the sneaker world. I spent a lot of time in the hat world. So right. I certainly do do my best to kind of support some of the small guys. Uh, you'll see me kind of go out to New York city, spend a lot of time in these smaller hat stores. Um, I do get some stuff seated to me, but it's not a lot guys. It's like maybe, maybe uh, 10 hats a month, but I do, um, I do buy an awful lot of hats. So Yeesh. an awful lot of hats. What'd you pick up this week? What'd you grab this week? Gosh, this week, uh, you know, I've been on this My Fitteds kick. So My Fitteds is, oh, yeah, I, love I just them. did that like, uh, yeah, their stuff is super creative. Uh, John Jay uh, is a good friend of mine. I, I usually I usually give a disproportionate amount of my, uh, my hat spending money to them. But also, you know who's been crazy <laughs> lately has been Lids. I spent a lot of money with Lids lately too, believe it or not. Uh, Liz has been doing some crazy shit, man. Like, you know what's crazy is, like, I keep seeing that they've been putting stuff out, but I haven't went to really go look at it yet. And 
I feel like I just been so immersed in like obviously Hat Club, you know, Hat Club being out in Arizona, and yeah. um, you know, my fitted exclusive, you know, fitted. Like there's a, I mean, I, I buy it from a lot of sites, you know, and yeah. I yeah. feel like I just, I feel like I'd be going backwards. But that's not to say that like I don't know that Liz isn't making anything fire. I just haven't went to go look yet. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, it's getting crowded out there now. You know, so it's but it, but it's kind of cool because the competitive landscape is different now where you can get good stuff from places like Sports World, Lids, all these other places, man. There's so many places to go to. I just spent the weekend uh, in, in on Jamaica Avenue in Queens and the stores out there. It's like it's like a hat amusement park, man. It's just insane, <laughs> man. You know, exclusive fitted out there. Sports World's out there. There's it's like the OGs of the hat game out there. I spent a little time in Brooklyn, too. Um, these are the guys that started this stuff back when Spike Lee um, kind of started that alternate colorway phase. Um, and, you know, listen, it, it's always fun to go out there and spend some time with those OG hack guys, you know? All right. I've ordered from Sports World before. I'm pretty sure Greg has. I've ordered a lot from them. Um, good customer service. Um, I emailed them about something. They got back to me, like, right away. Um, my fitteds is doing fire stuff. I just wish they had more stock, obviously. And yeah, because they have obviously a ton of buyers. You're not the only one who has jumped onto that. Um, yeah, you know. Well, I've been way. shopping with them for many years. You know, right? Years no, I'm just saying, like, fitted, you, yeah. you're saying you, that my fit is like right now. They're they're killing it, and you know, obviously, yeah. they are because they sell out everything. And then the one, what's the one that I sent you the link? They have sneakers and hats. I keep in there, forgetting but, what it's called. I bought from there. Okay. Oh no no no! You sent the one they had the uh, Mets with the apple on the side. I can't remember what the color. It looked like oh, Christmas. all the all the all the right guys, all the right in Queens. Well, all That's the all right, the right in Queens. All the right, I have bought from it. There's another one that, that one. he's talking about. All the right, I bought like the all black, couple of the all black oh, ones that had a side like patch. Sneaker room, sneaker room, sneaker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. So they have some fire hats, but what I've noticed is their stuff is always like five to seven dollars more than everyone else. I don't know if that was like yeah. they're paying more yeah, to you're right about or that. what it is, but. But so, it, you know, it kind of stopped me for, and their shipping was kind of expensive. So it, that's what kind of like a lot of places because, you, you know, we're Dodger fans. So I order a lot of stuff from places in L.A. where shipping from there to here first class is five bucks. You know what I mean? So like. Oh, yeah. 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 Like locker room with Downey and fourth quarter shop. Yeah, pretty Downey. Cheap exactly. Those guys are great. So like, yeah, five bucks yeah. first class. Like you can't beat it. And if the hat's already five dollars cheaper, that's a ten dollar savings. So for me, it's worth it. You know, even though. They, they may not have stuff that sneaker room and that my fitted have. I still can kind of get something that I like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sneaker rooms in Jersey. So if I need to, I can just head out there. Wait, where are you Not based out of? Are you in Boston? Uh, no, I'm in Southern Connecticut. So I'm right near New York. Right near New York. Oh, so, okay. Uh, Tri-state. I'm a Boston guy, though. I spent some time in Boston. Uh, I grew up in Central Connecticut, but I'm kind of equal. I was. I grew up equidistant from Fenway Park and, and Yankee Stadium. Uh, but now I'm close <laughs> to the, All right, so, I, I was okay. in that hotbed, man. All right, so question, question for you. This is the the sixty four thousand dollar question right now. Who has yeah, the yeah. who ha, your 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 Connecticut guy? Who has the best pizza? Yeah. Connecticut. <laughs> What's a Connecticut pizza? New Haven. I knew. No, that. I'll tell you right. Frank Peppy's man in yeah. New Haven yeah. um, is, and I I just think like I think. Listen, I, I'm in the minority here, but I think New York pizza is overrated. I think uh, the pizza oh, in Connecticut, wow. specifically in New Haven, Connecticut, is the best on the planet. 
Yeah. Mm. I, I've heard that from a lot of people about New Haven. I've actually been in New Haven, but it was just to go to the train station and take the train into the city. Um, I yeah. haven't actually eaten the pizza oh. there, but I've heard about it. And I've eaten plenty of New York Oh, pizza. man. It's so good, man. I'm telling you, man. There's nothing like it. And I've eaten all kinds of pizza. That that's yeah. that's that's it. You eat one slice of pizza, you ate it. Yes, all. for some reason Greg thinks like every food is the same. I don't <laughs> yeah, get that it. No, pizza is all the same. And you know what's funny though? I listened to another podcast and they were on there talking about Detroit pizza. And I was like, I had never heard of yeah. Detroit style pizza. One. I had Me? never heard of it until the last time. We had the podcast on here when uh, Mark and Laura was on here. I had never heard of a D- Detroit-style pizza. Um, Detroit-style pizza is the uh, it's deep dish. It, the Basically, like, the cheese is lined all... There's no crust in traditional sense. The cheese is lined all the way to the edge of the pan, and it's in a rectangle pan. And the way that it the way that it bakes is just it, 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 I don't know it's hard to explain. Rectangle pizza is for children. You smoking? That's Sicilian like, is the second best pizza after Detroit style. Uh, square pizza is when you used to go to the cafeteria and elementary school and get like square pizza. Okay, well, I hate square pizza. pizza. Is a little bit better now. All pizza should be pizza. in a triangle shape. Is that what it's called? A triangle? It's called round. Well, I mean, the pizza's round, but the slice. That's what they call it. Oh, a slice if is called a round? If you go in a New York City slice shop, it's a, they have a round pie and a square pie. I don't like that. I'm like, yo, give me the triangle pie. <laughs> Whatever I it think is. like Tony Bolognese or something will make that for you. But. Um, Open those real quick. You haven't seen those yet. Well, hold on. I don't got any pickups. George, you got any pickups? Or is that it? Uh, or is that it? Pierre, you got anything else? Uh, man, listen, man, it would be too much to go through, man. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Well, wait, okay, I, I, so I will say I, I picked up a ton of stuff. Who do you root for then? You got the Pirates hat on right now. Oh, no, I'm a Red Sox fan, man. Okay. Red Sox. Right. Yeah, Just his, making sure. I was born and bred a Red, I born and bred a Red Sox fan, man. Oh, yeah, the jersey in the background. There you go. His, his Boston hat yeah. collection is insane. They got a lot of good. It's a, they got a lot of good Red Sox hats. I mean. Well, my but. second go to, though, is L.A., man. My second because Boston, they have some good stuff. But L.A. has like L.A. is kind of there with the Yankees in terms of getting the really cool stuff. So right. I needed a team to kind of collect that would get everything. So <laughs> I've got Boston. But my set, my second's L.A. My second's definitely L.A. I have a deep L.A. collection as well. Uh, I think I feel Boston and the Brooklyn Dodgers have the two best side patches, period. That's the the All Star game, Boston. 99? That the ninety nine All Star yeah, side patch. That I I have yeah. three Boston hats with that on. There. I make sure I always get that one. And then uh, yeah. the Ebbets Field on the side of the Brooklyn hats. I, I think that's one of the best ones. Now I, I've seen some nice. Ebbets Field hats where like I didn't like the thread color they used on it, but you know yeah. that's neither here nor there. Uh, George, I got nothing this week, which is kind of weird. I'm waiting for my Wimbledon Air Tech challenges to come in. Shout out to the, I can't wait for okay. those to come in. You definitely got to bring those here. Um, so I will open these that you brought. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I said black white dunk lows on the show last week or the I don't before, think so. Is that what this is? Yeah, that's a black white dunk low. You and keeping they're, these? They're actually pretty nice. I don't know yet. Ooh, I like. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I like the shape, so I think I want to say yes. Oh, you got to keep these. But, come on, man. Just keep these. You got to keep every dunk. I think I want to, but you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to sell the St. John's and buy the UNLVs because I just want, I just like that gray and red better than than red and white. These is nice. These are like, these are really nice. There's something about the shape. There's something about this that's way different than the other ones. And the leather seems, I don't want to say it's better because I think the leather's been good on all the dunks, but this leather looks extremely good and it smells phenomenal. Now, the prices this shoe is going for, no. 
All right. Because <laughs> I looked for a pair that was like 314 at 340 oh, for my. After taxes. And yeah, everything. I was like, nah, I can't do it. Those are fire. Those are, are might be a, uh, I got to figure out how to cop. But you better keep those. No, see? what you need to cop is in that purple box right there. All right, let me see what's in this purple box. I know what this is because I haven't seen it yet. And everybody on earth seems to have them except me. Uh, I see you bought from StockX. Ooh. Ooh. So these are the, what is it, pig suede? Pink pigs? Yeah, I don't know what they, I just looked up pink pig or something. Uh, I don't have no idea what the, I don't either. There's actually a nickname. Um, this might be the greatest suede I've ever seen in my did entire you life to, on a sneaker. Did you go to Cowtown when those purple and black nah. ones? Oh, I mean, God. when you sent it, I could have jumped in the car, but. I think Andy did. They always tell, he got them? No, no, I think he sent the. I didn't send. Oh, the okay. Well, I mean, I think they tell people because oh, literally, my, the, I'm, I can get there in less than forty-five seconds, and I'm like, "How's fifteen people here already?" So I think people already be there or lurking outside. I think they that they homies know whatever because it'd be the same fifteen geeks there. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> these are nice. This weight on this is ridiculously nice. These almost are unwearable. They're so nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I sold my <laughs> when pigs fly, so I had to get. A pair that would be more wearable for me. So. Some sneakers are so nice. The materials are so nice. You don't even want to wear this. This is ridiculously nice. Man, look at you. I like these. Right. Dang, George. Okay, I see you. You keeping these? <laughs> Pay resale. <Wow. laughs> it's a resale again. Yeah, I mean, this was basically... So I sold those... Uh, the Otis Beasley Purple Safaris, like the one that oh, was yeah, that's right. like Kenny Powers on the yeah. jet ski or whatever, because it was too small and I probably never was going to wear it. I think it was like worn once or twice. I, those things were sold for like six fifty or something. That's ridiculous. So this was half the price of that. So I still got three hundred and fifty dollars left or something. I can't wait for this weekend. Anyways, um, this dude, I, don't, I mean, obviously I've been buying card stuff, but I don't think I've been buying. I haven't bought any hats. And even though I want to buy that black hat from yeah, I'm gonna buy Downey. I'm gonna buy a few from locker room from Downey this weekend if my size is still on there. I go on there, they they must get a pretty good amount of stock. I don't know if you know anything about that. Peter. Oh, they they increased it. Yeah, because... they, they do, they do. They get some depth now. I, I listen when they first went online, they didn't have that same depth. Yeah, but now they they've been building, man, because you can tell by how fast the sellouts are happening. You know. There's certainly some depth there. Yeah, yeah, so we have a buddy who lives, I don't know if you know who Skate the Great is, but Skate will go there to the store to buy his, and he'll ask us if we need one. So he was doing mm-hmm. that a couple months ago when they first started really getting into that, you know, what Hat Club is doing and what MyFit is doing, all those stores are doing. And they would have maybe, yeah. I think, like one or two boxes, and now he goes in there and there's like six or seven or eight just stacked up on the table. So they definitely yeah. in- increased the order. Once I started, like, because once they started doing the in-stores on there, and then they would do, put them yeah, online Sunday. Yeah. There used to be nothing left, but now, now there is, it's yeah. usually, like, a grip left. Like, yeah. yeah. It, I, it feels like that wave, too, didn't get to L.A. until later. So, like, it started in New York, and L.A. was the last, like, the last oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the last part of the wave. They were, like, sticking to it, man. They are like, we're not doing any uh, alternate UVs, that sort of thing. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, we just got to do this now. Yeah. You, know? you got the customer base for it, so... So let's do if you read that read the sponsorship real quick right. from eBay real quick and then we'll do releases and then we'll talk to Pierre about uh views from the vault and get into some hat slash sneaker stuff. All right. <laughs> eBay from rare set from rare dead stock. Someone was sending me uh, questions about eBay today too, so we might have to forward some questions on to them to see if we can get some answers for the for the people here. 
But from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you've been looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31 through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for one uh, for a one-of-one pair of Air Force Low, Air Force One Lows, excuse me. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. Whether rare, dead stock, or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and is customized with the sneaker's details. Authenticity guarantee also protects sellers with a verified return process. It's free, F-R-E-E, to sell sneakers of $100 or more on eBay. And thanks to eBay's authenticity guarantee, verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're gonna have to you're going to have a lot of extra money left for, Greg. More sneakers. More sneakers. And my watch list on eBay has grown <laughs> tremendously. <laughs> my my watch list on eBay is insane. You know what's crazy is like I still have a ton of hats in my watch list as well that like hats that I put in there when I don't want to say I hate saying. Oh, you know what? I found that green hat, white and green one I bought for you like a couple months ago, and I was oh, looking yeah. at the like from was it like, was a lids one. But I was looking at it on the transactions, and I was like, "Fam, what is this twenty-seven dollar charge? I didn't buy this." Dude, I bought that hat when like I had a lot of hair <laughs> on my head, so now it's too big. It's a seven and a half, <laughs> and I, I wear a three-eight, so I can't even wear it now. But um, yeah, I looked at my card on my watches on eBay, and like a lot of hats that when they were like super duper flying. And then I went back, like, oh, I kind of found them here and there, whatever. Like, I still got them in my cart or whatever from, like, there are certain spots that are, like, New York stores that sell a grip on eBay. Like, a lot. Um, George, what comes yeah, up? Yeah, we, oh, we just did a hat with my fitness. I ended up on eBay for 250 bucks. Like, it's insane for a hat. Oh, it was on pre-order at the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to ask <laughs> you about that. I, I want to I wanna ask your opinions on a lot of that stuff because we've been talking a lot on this podcast about, like, the the like impact of like I feel you know what we'll talk about I want to talk about now hold on George do releases and then we'll we'll talk to Pierre about hats and sneakers and stuff like that yeah my right. fault sorry to railroad it guys no 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 <laughs> you're good because there's a, it's so hard with this show like because we do try to have like a little bit of structure when I do the video because like you said earlier you were editing and editing is one of the hardest things to do like it's so tedious and you have to pay so much attention so we try to have like a a pecking order of like what to go through or whatever but like i do i do have a lot of questions to talk to you about so george releases all right let's see so we got the air max 90 fried chicken coming out i hadn't even seen those pictures until just now i so. saw it it's nonsense clearly by the name it's nonsense i mean come but. on man they're they fried chicken like, come <laughs> on. uh the kim jones air max 95 don't even know what that is it's on sneakers app it came up a couple days ago it's not bad uh, it looks like that when they I mean, did that I'm whole. I mean, I'm not paying retail for it, obviously, but it's not bad. It looks like when they did that whole Nike box campaign where it was like all these sneakers that look like the box. Yeah, I don't like those. I like her though. I like her a lot. I think it's a guy. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure Kim Jones is a guy. Oh, um, of another Futurecraft. I thought this came out already, but Futurecraft it 2021. It, it's the Black OG. Green. Okay, so like that was the very first Futurecraft Adidas that ever came out. Okay, and but we obviously we can so get they're it. Making it for the yeah only now. Beard Man and 
And Wexler had it, so. And Boost uh, Knob. All right. Not Boost Knob, Boost God. <laughs> uh, Yeezy Quantum Teal. Nope. C Teal. Mm. Yeah, C Teal. They're going to have to do more with that shoe by now. It can't look the exact same with a little shade of something in it. Maybe they can't sew it any other way. I don't know. I... <laughs> it is weird materials, but. I mean, come on. Every single one of those look the exact same with a tint in the background. That rust color one that comes out soon, it's like a little tint of rust in the background where the teal is. I really want those. I want a pair of those. I think we should have a pair of those. Of easy basketballs? Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, Georgetown Jordan 3 coming out. <sighs> shout out to Carmel Wonder. I saw her post the open box, and they're a kid <laughs> version, but shout out to her. They look so fire. But I had an opportunity to, to buy OG Jordan 3s t- this week for two twenty and a 9.5, and, a half, and I, I, I bookmarked the tweet. Like I Is that how you do you save it, bookmark a tweet? I bookmarked it just so I could go back to it because I might buy those. <laughs> right. I can't buy another Jordan. I, I always do do that, though. Like for, I'll forget tweets that have our yeah, I, I rarely go back. I love seeing videos of funny animals. I mean, that might be like a. Right. I do. I love seeing like a dog go down a slide. That's what you and Hannah should be talking about, not LeBron James. That'd be killing me. <laughs> well, I'd be sharing those. I'd be like, yo, see that dog do that backflip? <laughs> like, look at him. He has no business that dog doing that. Got eaten by the alligator. I bet you don't have that one saved. <laughs> no, that man saved that dog. No, it's a different one. Oh, no, I'm not watching that one. Yeah. That man, that, that alligator that grabbed that dog and that man went in the water and, and punched that alligator in the nose or whatever he did. <laughs> I really feel like I could fight an alligator if I wanted to. I'm not even joking. No. Uh, I think I could get away from an alligator before I could get away from, like, anything else. Uh, I just sold something uh, on eBay, by the way. Shout out, eBay. Uh, <laughs> don't look at me like that. What'd you sell? Uh, I can't say because then they'll get mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I sold sneakers. Uh, Yeezy Boost, uh, Ash Pearl. They're not bad looking. I'm not buying. I mean, I will to flip, but. I want the ones that you sent the picture of. Yeah, those aren't bad. I, I mean, when I opened the box, I was shocked. I was like, I did not expect to like these or... Some joints are fine. I can't stop thinking about them. All right. Relax. <laughs> There's plenty of other things. To st- how can you not stop thinking about Wimbledon's? I mean, what are you talking about? I got, yes, got I know as our, pers- our personality is just to buy stuff. I just keep buying cards even though I don't need more cards. But yes, I get it. Fam, I finally watched somebody opening cards and they had a mat. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I have one of those. Oh, it was RJ Scott. RJ Scott, he was opening Pokemon cards. Yes, he's a big Pokemon. His I know setup, nothing about that. His setup to opening cards is, I, I'm assuming, phenomenal. Because it looks phenomenal to me. I mean, it's crystal clear. He opened some char lizards or whatever well, so today. Don has one of these with a phone thing in the middle. And yeah, that's you can how he does right it. Oh, all right. Yeah. So, yeah, I had no idea. Uh, Presto, Sunrise, Sunset. I think they already came out they in came some out, places. Yeah. But. Oh, and for everybody who like keeps hitting me up about releases, they keep going, you guys always get the releases wrong. Fam, these are sometimes European drops. So like, yeah. if it's on GOAT and it says that the dunk comes out this week and it doesn't come out for us till next week, bear with us, okay? Do your own research. That's what I said. I'm not arguing with people anymore because some of y'all got way too much time on your hands. <laughs> um, I'm switching over to another app to check for things because it looked like that was the last thing for the week. Um, this is a shoe you might care about, Greg. Reebok ZX Fury, the AZX series. Nope. I don't even know what that is. Reebok Fanatic. Man, so. That's an Adidas collaboration with Reebok. Get that out of here. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. yeah. It's probably worth mentioning then. I remember as a kid, we used to always be like, what if? What if Nike and Reebok <laughs> made a shoe? And then Reebok and Adidas made one, and we was like, ew. Goat says the Go Fly Ease <laughs> is coming out, but I don't think that's Man, right. Go Fly Ease been coming out for a week. I have no so idea when it's coming Europe out. Release maybe? Who then? knows? Special Olympics. I don't know. Jason Tatum, 35. 
Ooh. <sighs> let me let me show some love for the Jordan 35s real quick. I know I keep saying this, and the Jordan 35 is a really nice shoe. Are you a Celtics guy? I'm a huge Celtics guy, man. You know, and the shoe is called The Greatest Gift, which I thought the shoe was about his kid, but I guess it's about, like, the women in his life or whatever that raised him or whatever. And I was like, man, I sure hope this isn't about his kid. I have a problem with, like, stuff being too personal. I feel like we shouldn't own stuff like that. Like, when KD comes up with the Aunt Pearl line, I don't think we should be wearing shoes about KD's Aunt Pearl. Like, it just seemed weird to me. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> I don't even know why I was thinking about that. Like, somebody was like, yo, fam, I got the Aunt Pearl Katie Fords the other day. And I was like, shouldn't that just be Katie's? Like, why are we wearing Aunt Pearl? I get it. It was for breast cancer, but eh. uh, I like the Jordan 35s a lot. I think they are very underrated, and I was very late to the party. Uh, Jason Tatum has been playing well, I guess. Eh. I don't I'm, know. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised yeah. they have. How the hell do they have enough basketball to go around for the, him, Jalen Brown, and um, what's the point guard's name again? Came back, just came back. Smart. Kemba? No, Kemba, oh, Kemba, Kemba Walker. Yeah, yeah. Kemba's yeah. been kind of whack. Oh though. yeah. By the way, are you more than just a baseball guy? Are you an all Boston sports guy or what? Are yeah, I'm, I'm Patriots, Celtics, uh, Red Sox, and and no, I'm not really into hockey. Okay. That's kind of how I am. I follow the Kings, and I like the Kings. I know they have a really good system right now in the minors, but they're I, I not feel very like, good. So. I feel like we've neglected. I feel like I've neglected hockey. <laughs> now I will say hockey. I don't know if you've been to a Bruins game, but hockey is oh, incredible I have. Yeah, yeah, to I go have. to. Oh, I probably Dude, it's uh, the best. It's the best sport to watch live. Yeah, it's yeah. just not. I'm just. I don't know why. I just can't get into it to the same degree I can football, baseball, and basketball. Okay, but to see it live is the best sport to watch. There live. are two things that that are the absolute best live, and that's hockey and watching wrestling if you're into wrestling. <laughs> I haven't been to one. NBA in is about, good in person. Too. No, not yeah, well. If you're sitting. Almost courtside. Yeah, you don't want to be in the nosebleeds. Now, like, yeah. and I'll say, like, when we, the last time we went to a Suns game, we went to Suns Thunder, and we were about five rows from courtside. It's a lot different. You know, the well, conversations and all that yeah. stuff is is way more. But I'm saying, being there and you see, like, a lob or something is different than on TV. You know? Oh, yeah. So. It looks so much smaller at that. I'm like, how do these gigantic men on this little court? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. What else come out? I think that's it. That's uh, it? And I... Uh, you said you were talking about the Jason Tatum shoe, and then I think... I think... Oh, Kobe All-Stars came out today, didn't they? I didn't wake up. Two days, oh. yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you try for those? I tried. I lost. I uh, lost on those and all the dunks that came out. Would so. you have kept those? It depends what... I think that's a shoe, like, when you get it in, in, in the box, you open it, and you that's when you decide. I I'm don't sure there's think... some people who are like, knew they were keeping it, but like, eh. I think Kobe sneakers are not it, man. They, look, I, I understand I it when well, look when Kobe obviously his you know early passing you know, and I always had my opinions on Kobe sneakers because I said that Kyrie sneakers I feel are on a trajectory to be better overall overall well, you better were wrong about that be, no, no, no <laughs> I feel like Kyrie sneakers are on a tra- trajectory to be overall better than Kobe's I feel like we gave Kobe's a lot more credit than they deserved one because it was Kobe two because some of the Kobe models have some of the greatest colorways of all time the models of the Kobe's though have not been that good if you don't have a Grinch Kobe 6 you don't need any other colorway of a Kobe six to me. All right. Fives, fours, I guess you can freak them. You can figure something out, but eights are we definitely going to be 
figuring out something for eights, but sevens, tens, maybe. It's not a lot of Kobe that I'm interested in. So these all-star ones are an easy pass. And the prices on some of the Kobe's, they're not that they're not as crazy as you would think they are. Now, Grinches, yeah, them is them is hard to get, but you know. <laughs> uh I think that's it. Oh, Kwai has his all-star sneaker he wore. He wore like a hot pink sneaker, New Balance. Um, um I don't I don't know anything about that, but ALD might have some explaining to do. I don't know if you just saw that picture that came in right now. What? Uh, the shoes look nothing like the <laughs> samples. What, the uh, Amy Lynn Dior New yes. Balances? You might want to take a look at that real quick because it's stopping now. Where I get it from? In the thread. You're in oh, the same thread see. I'm in. Oh. Just look, uh, at the green, look at the green one. It's just not as green. Come on, it's Kid Filter. Fam, of course it's Kid Filter, but it is Ashy. I mean, look. Ashy Larry. Them joints have probably been sitting in a warehouse forever. <laughs> Y'all I'll thought they were pre-mortar. Don't let me find that well, You out. better sell them quick. Yeah. Um, They'll either be sold or traded immediately. We'll read the other eBay ad later. So, we got... Oh, it's different? Nah, same one. Oh. But, like, I, I want to make sure we read it twice. Uh, Pierre. Yes, sir. All right. So, like I said, we appreciate everybody who likes, subscribe, listen to this podcast. Let me tell you something. You know, when you, when you try to cross a little you know, genres, you know, your listeners, they get a little bothered, you know, oh, you're talking about hats and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. you buy hats. Like, that's the one thing I don't understand about sneakerheads. All of us buy hats and most of us never stopped buying hats, which is yeah. so crazy about how hats have come back around, just like cards and stuff like that. Like cards, there were people who never stopped. With hats, we all still bought hats but we had no idea there was this sub this bigger culture of hat buyers and people yeah. participated in it because we're so enamored in our own thing which is sneakers that we don't really focus on anything else so talk to me about views from the vault first like how that got yeah, started yeah. and all that because yeah. a lot of people would find it really hard to do People thought it would be really hard and impossible to do a show about sneakers, even though the most sneaker news comes out everywhere. And I will tell you this, Pierre, I, you guys do a phenomenal job with a show about hats. There, there can't yeah. possibly be any better way to do it, period. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I think, you know, listen, this started when COVID kind of hit, right? Right. Uh, Le Leon and I have never actually met in person, guys. Uh, we, we're, uh, we've we met in hat communities online and whatnot. And that's ob obviously going to change soon. He's going to come down here and we're going to do some stuff. But back when COVID began, we were looking for a way to kind of keep uh, the hat community sane uh, and to find a way to kind of utilize, you know, our knowledge in the hat world and share it with the rest of the world. So, you know, I, I approached Leon. I said, "Listen, I think we should. Um, I think we should. Uh, we should do something here." And and we started first, kind of grassroots on a Facebook group, uh, Fitted Hat Society on uh, you know on Facebook, and we started there. And then we took it to YouTube, and and then it's uh, you know the rest is history. I mean, we were doing a weekly show where we go through every single release, and there's a lot of hat releases every week. You guys probably know, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, we can go. But I think the big thing was we infused personality. You know, it's a, it's about having a good time. We rip some hats. We're not afraid to tell people how we feel about the hats. We we um, we really do. Um, we really do a good job of being honest and candid about what we're looking at. Uh, we also invited uh, Jason Mead onto the show. He's got that Instagram account called Hat Crawler. Um, that's like a oh, go to. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that I, thing's insane, man. That's I, the way you kind of. That's how you get your hats, right? <laughs> yeah. He that yeah. dude does must do a ton of work. He's a, you know, listen, he's, he's a smart guy. He's an IT guy. He knows exactly how to kind of, 
he obviously does a lot of work with it, but he also has a lot of things automated to make it a little bit easier for him, you know? Well, that's great. Um, yeah, he's a fantastic resource. And I got to be honest with you, man, this is it's been a fantastic journey, man. We, we were doing live shows um, every Saturday and now we've kind of expanded to doing a lot of smaller segments as well. Uh, to engage the hack community it's been really taken off man uh but it's been fun i will i will tell you like you said at the top of the show that like you know you know with our show and stuff like that when i noticed when you guys had added like hat crawler and um yeah when you guys add them and i said dang i said i said that looked like a good idea because you know i have a lot of ideas for the podcast to like you know expand it or make it like a little bit more regular but i know me and george don't want to do it. Like, there's no way. Me and George can barely get here. Okay. Yeah. So, like, and, and and we've never done the YouTube live thing, and I just don't have the patience to, like, do it. Like, I would tell you guys, you guys do it flawlessly. And like you said, yeah. you guys are very honest about hats. You know, I remember, like, the I think the very first episode I got in there, you were destroying an Astros hat. And it was awful. <laughs> It was an awful hat because, I mean, it was an yeah. awful hat. And you were like, well, yeah. we have no connections or contracts or nothing with anybody. And you destroyed the hat. And I was like, oh, I like this. Like, I love opinionated stuff on stuff because we're the consumers. Like, you know, and, and it doesn't mean you're not going to buy a hat from that company later. I just don't like this hat. Like, yeah, you know. Exactly. Um, yeah. So how long how, how long have you guys been doing it? It's been about I think we I think we're approaching a year now in in, uh, in April. OK, so. uh it's it's been it's been a year. It, it flew by though. I'll tell you, man. And it kept us sane through COVID. That's for certain. Um, but it's been it's been an awful lot of fun, guys. Uh, and I think like you know Saturday nights have become kind of a community place for everyone to join in and have a good time. But I think the format we use, doing it remotely, allows us a little more flexibility in order to like, hey, let's jump on and let's film something real quick. Right. We'd be talking about it anyway. So we just like, hey, why why don't we just film it? You know, there's some authenticity there. It's organic and it's just kind of off the cuff. We do slap together some uh, some visuals, right? But overall, yeah. it's just really off the cuff, authentic talk. Because I was gonna ask, like, because that was the one thing with us. Like, we come to the studio. One is centrally located for both of us to kind of like go once we leave work. But you know, I was like, man, there's sometimes where topics pop up. You know, we record right now. Like, some some sneaker news could come up right now. And we wouldn't yeah. know it and we wouldn't talk about it until next week, you know. And I always thought like, man, maybe you should start doing IG lives because I always catch you on IG live a few times with like some of the Brim guys. Like, there's so many yeah. Brim names out there now. Blue Brim. Oh, man. There are, there are People are everywhere, man. Yeah. So everywhere. I always check some of those out and I'm like, man, maybe I should start doing IG lives and stuff. But I do appreciate the work you guys put into something that's a topic. of it, It's hats. You know, it's a, it's a yeah. hat topic. Now, you guys haven't thought about doing it podcast wise like putting it on apple and spotify we just we just got we just got it there so oh it's uh, on there we yeah we just put it up on uh i think it's on spotify right now and apple podcasts um but we're working i think iHeartRadio might be up too now we have we took someone else onto the team to kind of help us with the podcast because we've got to delegate a little bit of work because uh i raised two kids alone guys on top of all this so i work raise two kids alone and do this hat stuff so you know, we needed to find some delegation there. So we brought uh, a young man named TJ onto the team to help us with the podcast. He's also a huge fan of your show. Oh. Uh, so shout out to TJ. Shout out to TJ. 
Um, yeah, I don't know as how. As long as he doesn't argue with me on uh, <laughs> LeBron issue. Oh, uh, man, he, 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 uh, he's a debater, but I, I, I don't know where he would stand on hey, that topic. Look, man, I appreciate all the listeners. I know we have listeners that believe the complete opposite of Greg and I, and we appreciate the fact that they still listen because they're into sneakers, hats, and cards, and whatever else we talk about, sports, whatever else we talk about on here. Yeah. Um, and by no means would I drive anyone away from the show, but don't argue with me, all right? This, this is an opinion show. You can have your own opinion. I man. love it's the okay. arguing. I love the arguing. No, you don't. Because yes, I you, do. You don't. No, no. But we've talked about this before. You're not going to go back and forth forever on stuff. No, no, not forever. But like, I, 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 I always hate when like people, and I feel like this, like even with I like look at some of the comments when like Pierre them do their show, like the live thread or whatever, and someone be like, ah, I think that hat's fire, or they, they'll they'll disagree with something they're saying on the pot, on their show, and. Yeah. I always tell people, and I told my wife the other day, we were going for a walk. I said, I am never, ever trying to be right on this podcast. Never. I, my job is not to be right. My job is to look at something from a different perspective and engage in a conversation. People be like, oh, George is right. Oh, man, cool. I don't, I don't care. Like, oh, you're right, Greg. Well, I mean, if you feel that way, that's cool. The, the job of the show is to just talk how we usually talk. That's why when people were talking about George in the, the discussion, I'm like, no, that's part of the show. Like, when mm-hmm. you argue with the homies, you, sometimes you just veer off and you say some stuff you may not have met or you accidentally said when you just argue with the homies. And then, like, later you'd be like, ah, I didn't mean that. I said that wrong. But that's just the way <laughs> it goes. So, yeah. Um, but what It's not right or wrong, right, guys? It's more like aligned perspectives. So I think, like, you know, I love hearing other people's perspectives because it gets me to look at some things differently. Right. You know, like, there's some hats out there that I look at. I'm like, this is hideous, right? And then I'll have, like, <laughs> 10 people tell me. They'll be like, hey, listen, I, I love this hat. And they'll tell me why. I'm like, wow, I never thought of it that way. It's got some sort of cultural connection or a connection to where you're from. Right. It's always cool, man. I mean, but I don't get into huge battles or debates with online folks because the whole tenor changes, man. Yeah. I like to have I like to have debates with, with guys, you know, face to face, you know, with my friends, stuff like that. Right. Or even on the show live, you'll see me have debates with some of the guys. Oh, yeah. But uh, with online folks chatting back and forth with their keyboards, I ain't into that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people actually probably think that Greg and I hate each other. Oh, they <laughs> it's, do. That could be further from the truth. Like, we actually say the F word to each other and be totally fine. Like, like, <laughs> like it doesn't mean anything. You know what no. I mean? Like, it's, it's I don't whatever. care about this stuff. Oh, man. But, I, I sh- Leon, myself, and Jason, we shred each other often, man. But, you know, the next day we wake up, we're best friends again. So it's all good, man. Yeah, I mean, that's how it should be. So yeah. uh, so talk to me about, so before the show started, so for everybody's listening, Pierre told us that he has over 5,000 hats, right? Yeah, yeah, there's five, over 5,000. I can't even keep counting more. That's, a, that's, a, that's an estimate, but it's definitely over 5,000 at this point. How uh, when did you get started? Yeah, I was gonna say I, that's I, the first thing we should have asked is like I've been collecting for I've been collecting for a long time. I started with my dad, man. My dad was a truck driver. He would collect hats on different places he'd go to. He had a little hat wall of his own that looked nothing like mine, but he had a hat wall nonetheless. <laughs> right. And he did, and he wasn't a materialistic guy at all, man. This was a guy who just worked his ass off and just like took care of his family and whatnot. But uh, that's where it started for me. And I collect I've been collecting not at the velocity I do now forever, but you know for. I don't know. I'd say about the last five years, 10 years, it's been pretty high velocity, you know, but now it's at a fevered pitch because there's so much more to choose from, uh, which is pretty cool. You don't view it as an issue. (laughs) That's how I'll put it. Only because and I ask you that because 
I view us collecting sneakers as an issue. It's a safe yeah. hobby, and it, it, it's yeah. it's whatever. But you know, I always joke. I'm not joking. I, I I legitimately feel like it's an addiction. But I feel like it's become such a part of like us, or you know, me personally, whatever. That like I have wondered. I can't stop. I know I can't stop. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who can legitimately say they have five thousand pairs of sneakers. Like, not even close to that maybe some celebrities maybe i don't know but i've maybe never mayor, maybe mayor did i don't know maybe but like i have never heard of a collection like that how do you store them all so they're all um they're all up here alphabetically by team uh, okay. uh, so it's all it's all organized really well man there's a lot of stuff if you look on the on the views channel too there's some collection videos that show how i kind of separate some stuff and organize it but um, it's certainly, um, it's certainly well organized. This is not like, uh, some disorganized mess up here. That's for certain. But, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's, I, I'm with you, man. It, it is an addiction, right? I mean, right. any, anybody who's collecting something, there's a reason that drives you to it. But I also, I look at my life to, in totality. Am I taking care of my kids? Do I have, do I have my life in order? Right. Is this the only thing I'm doing? I don't drink. I don't do anything else. This is what I do, you know? And even my girlfriend, she's like, you know what? I support you and what you're doing. And and that's, you know how that is, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> as long as you have, as, if the lady's in your corner, the family's in your corner, you're in a good place. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, right now, my wife, she's not a shoe person, but lately she's been, like, super duper into, like, high fashion shoes. Like, we went to the mall. She's, like, buying a lot of Gucci shoes and stuff like that. And she's, like, yeah. asking me, like, oh, should I buy these? And of course. I'm like, of course. Go ahead. Yeah. Do your thing. You know, kind of gives me a little leeway, you know. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You, you buy those, you know, I might go ahead and grab a little something, you know, a little something extra this, you know, this month. Um, but let's talk about, too, like I, I wanted to ask you about hat culture, you know, just within itself because, you know, that business, business of fashion, I think that was the article, and I, I had looked at it, yeah. and it had discussed – you know, I guess maybe they, uh, they don't have any out there. Yeah, it was like a Pepsi or something. Um, I had seen a where it was discussing like how sneaker culture has like yeah. kind of leaked over in the hat culture. Um, I don't know if that is. I mean, to me, I feel like it has. But I'm speaking from the side of a of a person who didn't know hats went this deep. Yeah. Listen, I'll say this. There's one thing that sets hat and sneaker culture apart and it's the ability uh, of reproducing any hat that's out there um that ability exists so i do think there's a lot of hype behind hats and and certain designs and whatnot but as you can see out in the hat world right now you can copy any one of them you want like you know if, if someone's got a really unique colorway there's nothing stopping you from going in there and getting that same la dodgers hat in that same exact colorway and throwing it out there so it's interesting because the resell the reseller culture is kind of is kind of something that's super commonplace in the sneaker market, but it's also commonplace now in hats. Yeah. The interesting thing is though with the hat one, it really shouldn't exist because you can just make that hat again. Anybody can. Um, not li- licensed stuff, you know. If that can be remade. So like yeah, because like there are times where like I think George has like messaged me like or somebody has like I thought this was like a hat club exclusive. You know, colors. Yeah. And then, like, I'll see it may be a slightly different, but it looks like essentially the exact same thing on another website. I feel like the watermelon. 100%. Okay, 100%. yeah. 100%. I feel 100%. like the watermelon collection I've seen everywhere. 
A hundred percent, man. There's there's tons of hats that are just absolutely the same exact hat that another vendor kind of put into the system, and then another vendor picks it up and sells it in their store. So it's exclusive to them for about ten seconds, <laughs> and then oh, so they can, else, they can see oh, yeah. like a listing of what other groups are putting a- in for. Absolutely, they can go oh. right into the system and, to, and see that stuff. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Me neither. Yeah, so I mean, that's that's kind of the di- so to me, that's the key differentiating factor between the two cultures from a uh, from that perspective, right? Like you can just remake a hat. Like so, I, I saw someone buy. There was an AWACS hat. You remember from Menace to Society? Yeah, yeah we were talking uh, about that one a couple weeks ago when uh, Hat Club did that one. Yeah, so AWA- the AWACS hat. So I just saw someone sell that for three hundred bucks. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm perfectly okay waiting. I have the hat, right? But right. I'm perfectly okay waiting to see if Hat Club re-releases it or some store on Jamaica Avenue picks it up and sells it in their store. Like I- I'm okay waiting on that, you know? Yeah, because if that I, makes sense. I mean, well, no, because yeah, it's not like the one from Hat Club has some like official. It didn't even tag on it that right. says like Hat Club exclusive. You know what no. I mean? It's like a pin no, or it's nothing. nothing. Yeah, but how come nothing. they don't? How come they don't do that? How come like these stores don't? Like create, I mean, the pins. Okay, fine. The hat might come with the pin, but how come nobody embroiders anything on the hats that make this a hat club or a, a whatever, a my fitted or whatever? Like to like to make that model the real version of it. Like, I mean, you you have seen some that have like sweatbands that might be specific to the vendor and whatnot. But then it's it, you start taking away from the authenticity of the hat itself. You know, in terms of compromising some things by tagging it a certain way now like custom hats like things that you'll see like hat club has design collective and stuff you know you have something that maybe chamuco or danny dionic or hillside goods puts together those things can't be taken because that artwork belongs to them but with the license hats it's it's all everything's fair game man for the most part Okay, so those ones you just mentioned are artists because i always wondered what those on their emails what that was referring to yeah, that that's th- those are artists. The guys I just talk about, Chamuco, who's yeah. Ephra, um, Hillside Goods, which is Chris Cox, and you know Danny Dionic, John Ink Park. Those guys, um, theirs can't be because that that artwork is theirs. Okay. So you can't just go into the catalog, pick that, and sell it in your store. That's not your artwork. But an LA Dodgers cap in black with like I don't know, like a purple LA on the front, like that. You know, I mean, anybody can do that, right? So then do you view, do you feel like, I guess, hat culture or from like your experience of being in it or, or anybody who you know in it or surrounded by it, do they have a gripe with the new wave of it? Oh yeah, I think so. I'm one of the guys that embraces, that embraces everything, man. I love, I'm not one of those rigid Oh, geez. I'm someone who's like, yeah, I love this, man. I'm open to change. I'm open to seeing new things. But there's a lot of folks out there that absolutely cannot stand pink undervisors. They can't under they can't they can't stand side patches in some cases. There's there's <laughs> folks that just are so like, I mean, Jesus, I'm like, open up your horizons. But at the end of the day, you know, um, there is there is a, a large segment of the community that doesn't appreciate the new wave. Both the designs and the collectors. So, and and I'll tell you that ever since we, I'm not even 100% sure how George and I started picking up on the side patches. I don't know when. Well, you bought them first. Yeah, but like, I don't remember how or what was it? The pre-orders? I think I did the pre-orders with Hat Club. I think, you know, what happened was. You were buying stuff 
when it wasn't selling out. And then you told me, here's the navy blue one with the 88 World Series patch. And because 88 was the World Series, the last one they had won at that point. And, like, that mm-hmm. was nostalgic to me. I was like, oh, shit, that navy hat with that patch. Is that what it was? Oh, that was okay. the first one yeah. I tried to buy, and it sold out. So I was pissed about that, That's and right. that was the first experience. And, you know, obviously, this is what I'm already used to, sneaker sellouts. But that was the first hat experience I had where I didn't get the hat I wanted. Well, see, and that was like... And, of course, since then, someone else has done it, and another one did it after that, and I could have bought it. I Like, I ended up buying it anyways. And we did, and like Georgia said, like, we, you know, when it comes to... Um, you know, when it came to like the hats thing, like we we never we always bought hats. Like I bought hats, tons of hats all the time, but I never bought hats like really looking at. It. I bought a hat casually, you know, like oh I need a yeah. a new Dodgers, I need a new Yankee, or like oh this black one, or like you know when I was you know buying a lot of the kill the hype stuff, you know, I, you know I was like oh this is cool, you know this is different, you know just buying stuff, you know, and then I remember I went on Hat Club and I don't know what I was looking for on Hat Club. But I was like, ah, let me go see what Hat Club got. Because I think the stores are closed and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I'll go in here and check it out. And I yeah. saw the pre-order for taxis. And I was like, oh, man. And I yeah. was like, pre-order? That was the first time I had ever heard of or seen a pre-order for a hat. Like, that's how, like, recent it is. And I was like, who the heck is pre-ordering a hat? And I was like, eh, I'll, go, I'll get one later. I didn't know it wasn't like a get one later you know type thing and i was like oh shoot like and that's when i like started doing a lot of pre-orders with them and like buying a lot of stuff um do you know when they're gonna do pre-orders again or anything about that listen the pre-order thing is getting dangerous i think okay Um, and i think the reason why is because when you're putting something in or you're you're putting some of these hats in they put it up for pre-order um, there's potential that people start releasing the hats. They may get the hats before then. Who knows? Like mm-hmm. if you now, if it's already been made, right, and then you go to pre-order, you don't know if one of these other vendors already has 20, 20 uh, boxes of those coming through their front door. Right. Right. You have no idea. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what. You, it, it's just a very hard thing to kind of gauge right now. But I also think people are fatigued by pre-orders. I think they're sick of them. I think they're sick of like putting in down money. And waiting three months to get a hat, I really think they're tired of it because now there's more choices. You can go, you can go to ma- many other vendors that are doing things just as cool as Hat Club, in my opinion, and get the hat right now. So to I, me, well, it's it's kind of slowed down. The only thing that I'm going to say, not against that, but the point that I want to bring up that I actually want you to speak to, is, and and Andy and uh, I think Andy or Ricardo was one of them was the one who Ricardo. brought this man family. I'm gonna say that till the end of the, <laughs> till the end of time. But yeah. Andy or Ricardo is the one who told us like the pins from the Hat Club exclusive releases are flipping for thirty dollars on eBay. Just a pin. So I don't know. I have, if it's something I have, that I have you've two thousand of those. I have two thousand. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. Like I, well, I you got a regular, you got a car that right there. Then apparently, <laughs> not, not the not the regular everyday hat club pins. I haven't seen those selling for that price right. because yeah. those things are a dime a dozen. But right. I do think there's some. They did some unique pins that were specific colorways. So, like, let's say yeah, the, red the cookies and cream has a cookies and cream pin, yeah. right? So I that one. My buddy yeah, sold that, that for thirty bucks. Yeah, that that could happen. That could potentially happen if no one, if someone didn't pre-order, didn't get the pin, and they're collecting pins. I mean, I, I dude, I'm not doing it. But that's crazy. And like the hats are 125. They're flipping for 125. The pins are 30. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's crazy, man. Because people can't delay gratification; just wait for the next one, man. It's like they need right. to have that one. You know, right. it's it's pretty crazy. See, I will say that, like, that's where I started, like, kind of messing myself up was. 
I mean, we talk about taking a lot of L's on sneakers all the time. I mean, we try for a lot of stuff that we don't get. And during that block of time, hats just seem to kind of fill that void a little bit. Um, But one thing I did get caught up in was like when we were doing the pre-orders with Hat Club. And shout out to Hat Club. I love Hat Club. Hat Club is always, you know, kind of taking care of us a little bit. Me too. I love them too. And we grew up with Hat Club like out here. I mean, it was a a tradition every Saturday to go to Hat Club and buy a hat. And I used to always go in Hat Club because we had the, uh, what was the little discount thing it was? Like a membership? And it would give us like 20% off or whatever? Well, yeah. yeah, So back in the day, I don't don't have the discount anymore even though I have the same email address. But yeah, back in the days, you go in the store, you get 20% off. Yeah. I used to love that. That's the OG discount yeah okay and i remember like i used to go in hat club and complain because i hated the way the store was set up because the shelves were too low and it had to be smashed and i used to be like i'm gonna raise these shelves up like all the hats (laughs) the shelves used to be on top of the hats but um one thing i got caught up was like i was pre-ordering way too many hats like I would order like nine, you know, but then yeah. in between that nine, I would be buying from here, there, here, there, you know, all this. And I was like, oh, crud. Like I done bought about, you know, 20 plus hats in between this pre-order. It just and like you said, it sort of did lose that luster a little bit. Like once the pre-order got in, I was like, well, sh- shoot, I had kind of bought a yellow one that was kind of similar to the pink lemonade. You know, I kind of mm-hmm. bought one that kind of sufficed that need for it at that time. Um You know, so like, have you, I mean, you would, would you say that the new wave is equated more to the side patches, right? Uh, Side patches have been around, man. Uh, I think what started the new wave, honestly, was uh, the pink bottom. I believe that's where it started in NoHo uh, with with Justin and his team at the Hat Club in NoHo. Right. Um, That's where, that's where the new wave really started, honestly, because, there was some popularity with fitted caps again um, prior to that, but that's what really set it on fire, man. Once it escaped NoHo and um, it became kind of like a wider sort of audience to it um, across the country, that's when things started to take off. Because if you think about it, if you change a UV color and a side patch and a front logo and you start doing that multiple – the possibilities become exponentially more. Right. And and then you have you have people that want their team in in twenty seven different you know varieties of under visor and side patch. You start saying twenty seven times twenty seven. It's like all right, you start talking about five hundred different possibilities for a hat. You right. know, and that changed the game. It changed the game. And I don't think the pink UV does anything for me. Like there are like Greg has the hat on right now. I think it looks good on that hat because on the side patch it's the. Um, it's like gold and iridescent. Yeah. No, but it's the iridescent. Yeah. And there are some hats the pink looks good on. Typically black hats I think it looks best with. But honestly, man, just green and gray, I'd be perfectly fine with every hat having green and gray under brim. I, I, I would too, man. I would too. That I'm, I'm certainly like a traditionalist in, in terms of that's my favorite. But pink isn't that far off from gray. It's sure, just, sure. But, but it's it. certainly different. And it opened, what it did was... Whether people really embraced pink or not, it opened the world up to the possibilities of all these different UV colors. You know, I, I certainly, I certainly uh, appreciate what it did for the culture, um, but it's not for everybody, man. You know, right? You feel like it's kind of getting like, I mean, I guess the word is saturated, but like, mm-hmm. I follow probably about a good. 
15, 20 different stores, you know? Yeah. And yeah. at one point during, you know, when we were like really pandemic in the middle of it, you know, I had notifications on for everything. Like it got to the point to where it was like, I just had to buy everything. You know, it was like, Ooh, that was fire. I got to cop that one. Oh, look at that one. Yeah, that was yeah. crazy. I got to cop that. Um, and you know, one thing that like with sneakerheads, we spend so much money on sneakers. I mean, a pair of, a pair of, Jordans, you know, cost around anywhere from 160 to 200, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, taking a loss on a $200 pair of sneakers and then like, you know, supplementing it with like two hats that may have cost me like 110 bucks, you know, it made you feel a little like more responsible, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, yeah. you know, I, and you know, I I I I was talking to somebody else about hats, you know, shout out to the home. I, I can't think of his name right now, but we were deeming by hats and we were talking about like the palm trees on hats and stuff like that. And we were talking about sports world. We were talking about these places because when you're not in that, well, sneakerheads has always been this way. When sneakers don't come specifically from certain places, and this is back in the day, like now it's like everybody's got sneakers or whatever, but like they'd be like, oh, this store sells fakes. And I remember when, like, we started really getting in the hats or whatever, and people were asking us questions about it. And I was like, look, I'm not versed in, like, who's selling what and where not to buy and who to buy from. And I was buying a lot from Sports World. I thought Sports first of all, it was easier. I had a lot of easy time to buy from Sports World, Mm -hmm. and I thought some of their stuff looked really good at the time. But I remember people was like, oh, you know, don't buy from places like Sports World and stuff like that because they make their own stuff or whatever it was and i was like i don't know man like i have no idea i'll tell you right now man that's bs okay so like listen i like sports world these these sport these it's all about like optics right so their website looks they they just recently got a website right it looks a little like generic you know yeah it's 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 basic you know it's no one's crashed a few times trying to buy from there right if you look (laughs) if you if you these hats are all made in the same place guys right you know they're made in the same factory. That's it. I mean, these are not these. If you're getting a fake New Era hat, I'm going to tell you right <laughs> now, you're you're not going to be. I wonder if it's 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 so rare. It's not happening in these stores. These are real legit stores that have New Era reps that go in there and help these guys stock their shelves, and they sell the same hats that Hat Club does. But I will say, a lot of folks don't know the difference between wool and polyester. So a lot of these old stores in New York, right, they stick with wool, man, because that's what people grew up on. And some of these newer kids, they come into the game and they've only seen polyester. They go into one of these stores, they see wool, and they say it's fake because they don't understand the difference between the fabrics. <laughs> and, and that's the reality, man. I mean, honestly, it's a young, it's young, it's the younger wave that doesn't understand that wool is a different fabric than polyester. And also, there's some folks that have this blind love of Hat Club beyond belief, right? right. And they just hate anything that's not Hat Club, which is fine if that's your if that's your thing. But don't th- go and slander another business and say that their hats are fake. Yeah. Those, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I just was gonna jump in real quick and say that it was funny that you brought the like the wool up because I actually um, texted Greg a long time ago, like six months ago or whatever, and I said. Even I, I'm 41, I, and he's the one who kind of got me back into buying fitteds. I had bought only snapbacks for 10 years yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't even realize they went switched from wool to polyester. Like, I bought some hats, and I texted him. I was like, these are joints are polyester. What is this shit? And, yeah. and yeah, so yeah. <laughs> the ones that still use the wool, like, I got a fire wool Dodger hat from Downey that has yeah. the 100-year patch, which is my favorite patch, the 100th anniversary yeah. year. It's that one, and, isn't it? 
Oh yeah, I might be wearing. Yeah, you're wearing it right now. I was like, I don't remember which one. You're wearing it right now. I don't remember which one I was wearing. Yeah, I don't remember which one I was wearing. But this is a wool hat, and I just appreciate the fact, like, by no means am I ever going to slander a business. As long as you're selling legitimate new era stuff, then I don't care. Yeah. But I'll wear a polyester hat just like I'll wear wool. But like I said, back when I first got back into it, I texted him and I was like, "What is this polyester shit?" And he just was saying like, "That's the majority of what people do now." And honestly, yeah, when no. you're when someone's wearing it, you can't tell a difference. Well, no, you can tell when you're wearing it though, because wool to me feels more like a broken in old pair of sneakers, right? And polyester's more; it's got more of this strong form to it, and it doesn't shrink and that sort of thing. Right. Um, no, I meant I like, like when someone else is wearing it, not when you're wearing it. Like when oh, I'm yeah, wearing I mean, it, absolutely. Yeah, no, you can't tell from the front. You can't tell from looking at someone's hat, really. I mean, yeah. unless unless it's like all pilled up, because that's what wool do, wool does after a while, you know. But um, I will say to you guys, too, a lot of this was fueled by um, you're asking about like people saying that certain places are fake and whatnot. What right. this, this was all fueled by um, folks taking other hat designs that may show up in other stores. And then you're seeing another. It, they were felt a certain sort of way. And then it turned into like everyone's copying that and the whole thing of not understanding the difference between the fabrics. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, what's funny is, is that like even when. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you know J tips personally or anything like that no i don't know him personally okay. but I'm, I'm familiar with his work okay so like you know jay tips came on the podcast a long time ago and you know we talked and this was before he was doing hats or anything like that we were just talking to him about yeah. you know sneaker stuff and i remember when his hats came out and like one was sort of like the infrared you know pink color the and uh, one was like the icy looking purple you know whatever those two colors were considered yeah. for those hats and i remember yeah. when other stores started dropping hats in those colors like a yankee hat in those colors and i remember and this is no joke now this is us just being naive because we don't know we didn't know anything like about it because i i do feel like in you given the understanding about how colorways and stuff like works i honestly thought like oh those two colors are strictly j-tip hats I for some odd reason I yeah. didn't think like oh anybody else would make these again and I remember when a store had dropped it might have been sports where I don't remember had dropped the same colors in those hats and they were other ones and I remember people messaging me going yo what do you think about this or is this like a fake J tips thing and I remember I was like oh I don't know man like I, I didn't know because I only yeah. equated those two colors with his stuff Listen, you know, I explained this on the show uh, a couple of weeks back, and basically all these folks that are putting these hats together, they're playing with New Era's Legos, and they're building something with New Era's Legos. They're not their Legos. So once they put this creation together, anybody can make that same creation. Right. And that's kind of that's kind of where it's at, you know? So I think from a consumer's perspective, like, I wouldn't hate if someone else did that because now is your second chance to go get the hat. Right. <laughs> you know, like just just embrace it and move on with your life because honestly, like there's plenty of room out here for everybody to kind of eat. So just allow it to happen and just do your thing and stop dwelling on it too much, you know? And, and see, you know what it was is too is like, you know, we tried our best to like take pictures for social media, you know, and stuff like that and post them IG. And I remember and I didn't buy the hat because it was like that pink one. And I was like, man, I really wanted it. But I didn't buy it because I, I'm not going to say it was a fear, but like I didn't want to post that hat like, yo, you know, on social media and like some hat dude 
be like, look at that fake hat, like, or that <laughs> yeah, wannabe. Know, That's know, my yeah. thing. Like, when you step into other cultures, like genres of yeah. stuff, and you don't yeah. know, it it didn't make me nervous, but it did make me feel a little weird. I have an Angel's hat ah. that I bought. I have an Angel's hat that I bought, and I haven't wore it yet. It's the polyester or whatever, and I haven't wore it yet because it looked better on the pictures or whatever, but, like, I felt something was weird with it. And I was like, oh, man, I, I do not want one of these hat cats. I ain't trying to be made fun of in somebody else's genre. It's one thing to get made fun of my own, but you get yeah, made fun of somebody know, else's. You know, listen, man, I'll tell you guys something. There's a reason why I spend so much time with the little stores in New York and whatnot, and a lot of it is to change the perception around that stuff. I, I believe that uh, myself and, and the show, we help legitimize in the eyes of collectors and hat buyers sports world. Um, because right. I, I vouch for them because I've been in there. I've met them. I know Ash, the owner. I know everybody out there, right? Right. These are, these are families trying to put food on their plates, man. These are not big corporations right. trying to take over the world. And, you know, I really have a hard time when a lot of folks kind of gang up on those stores, just trying to put food on the table and, and discrediting them. I love those people, man. They're good people, man. Right. I just went out to Brooklyn. There was a store in Brooklyn called Fulton hat, Right. They're they're just they're they're just they're just two guys that are running a hat store and doing it the right way, and they don't need all that, right? And right. I don't know, man. I no one's gonna do that to me if I post a hat and I say where I got it, and they start telling me, oh, that's a fake. I, they they're gonna get put in their place right quick, because <laughs> I know that the hat's real, and they know that right. I know the hat's real, yeah. you know. And and, you know? and and that's the thing. And I'm I'm speaking more to like you know on our side because like. I don't there's a lot of sneakerheads who they're trying their best to learn. And right now I feel like, you know, everybody's kind of got got a clear idea on stuff and what it is. But every once in a while we do get messaged about like, "Hey, you know, should I buy this? What do you think?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man, <laughs> buy them all. Like, buy them. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't see why Greg, not." Greg, you can send them my way if you want, Greg. I can help you. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'm like, "Yo, I always tell them like, "Yo, y'all should watch this show." Um, yeah. but I, well, I think in general people ask that of us and of other people who do shows and whatnot. And really it's like to be honest, it's hard to answer the question because I don't have to wear it. You do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think people are searching for that. Like, like you earlier, you said gratification, but it's almost like acceptance too, or validation. Yeah, right? validation. Exactly. Yeah. Like acceptance, yeah. validation, gratification. But sometimes, like, I don't want to steer anybody wrong. So it's like, right. I don't know. You got to wear it, not me. Um, yeah. I do think it's dope though how you said you do go to these places in New York, like Jamaica Ave, and you go to all these like places because. It seems like those might be the last, I mean, if you want to say streetwear, I guess, like versions of mom and pop shops. What about Canal Street? (laughs) (laughs) Canal Street is Greg's favorite thing to talk about, like in terms of New York City. (laughs) But like, but like, I mean, I bought these earrings from Canal Street. I thought I was tight. They were these big squares. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we call them coat of arms. They were gigantic. But, um, like, uh, I feel like those places, like, I think it's like Harlem, USA or Cap Harlem. Or, Cap, yeah, Cap, USA, Cap, uh, Cap, USA, Harlem. Yeah, like, that. it's only one of those, right? Or, like, maybe two? Uh, yeah, there there was, there was, I believe those used to be franchised. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I believe. Um, now, Cap, USA, Harlem um, has been around for a long time, but... You know what you're talking about? These are the last threads of the. This is these are the OG hat guys, man. These right. are the these are the people that have been doing this since '94, '93. You know, 
And I was yeah, all of them. I was talking to a guy who shops there all the time, and he said that like, you know, he was going to some of these smaller places, and you know, they kind of started like getting the, the Mitchell Ness jerseys, and you know, they started kind of you know expanding oh, yeah. a little bit. And he was saying that before this hat wave, some of these places were in trouble. Like they were. Kinda- oh, they were. They were. They were. A lot of them were going to have to close their doors, man. Yeah. Um, I, I know that, man. I, I I know it for a fact because I've talked to them. Um, but they still survived. You know, when you think about it, some of these stores have been through multiple recessions, you right. know, COVID and they're still, and they're still standing. It's, it's impressive. Do you see at some point, like any stores, or I don't know if that's a decision that would have to be like gone through a new era, but like a store taking exclusively, like with the Justin thing with the pink bottoms. Yeah, I, yeah. I just, I don't even know. I guess we should have asked him that when he was on the show, he came on the show before like was there any option or possibility of like that being strictly a no. hat club thing? Okay, no, okay. no, nah, it's a color. It's a color, man. New Era just wants to make its money. Okay, they're not. They're not going to sit here and say, "Hey, hat club, we're going to narrow the market for pink bottoms to just you." It's a color, you know. And it, like I said, it's a Lego in their in their little creation. It's it's something they're not going to take it away. Right, because even with that, like because when we had Justin on here and he talked about it how he was like anybody can do it. He was like I don't own the the color pink, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. and you know, and I I do feel like it does kind of suck that like when it the market does get saturated with like stuff like that, especially when you're like the creator of it, you know, sometimes you do kind of want your just do. And I remember when I started seeing pink bottom lit pink bottom under under visors Elsewhere, I was like, "What the heck is this?" I, I felt offended. I was like, "This ain't this ain't Justin's." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was it was it was like a slap in the face at first, but then you became kind of accustomed to it. Well, at least I did. But that's why, like, places to me like my fitteds are different. Right. The stuff they're doing there is so unique now. It's like you. I mean, if you copy that, someone knows, man. I mean, it's like it's that different, you know? Right. Um, I, I don't know, man. It's 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 a tough space to be in, but you can't you can't um, you can't own a color. How do you feel about like I know you guys have had like a few people on the show that like had collaborations and stuff like that. Like, how do you feel about you know? And, and this is just an example because J Tips is a homie. Shout out to J Tips, but like you know, people that have the hats and they embroider their own stuff on it and sell it from yeah. more. And you know, um, and even how does like collaborate? How do things like that happen? You know, I mean, it's just it's mostly organic, man. I do think that the whole like post-production embroidery stuff, I think it's it started with LeBron James wearing that hat. You know, I mean, <laughs> it started back then. And then you started seeing a lot of folks right. trying to do the same thing. But I don't know. I think that's that's not going to have much, much, much more life to it. I don't believe I think it's starting to see the, its last days. But collaborations can still just they just seem to be happening organically, man. Okay. I mean, two people get together, just like, hey, let's do something together. Like, you know, I got something coming out with Sports World. Um, I have something coming out with Hat Club. Oh, really? Um, but yeah, Manolo. Yeah, so custom stuff that I did some artwork with uh, John from Ink Park. Oh, that's um, cool. yeah. There's some cool stuff coming, but it's all about like I guess the collaboration just happened through natural organic networking, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, I was going to ask you, like, is, is there anything, like, upcoming for you guys, you know, anything you guys are working on or, you know, have you guys, like, been, you know, approached, you know, for, you know, ideas or anything or? Oh, uh, man, it's it's all the time, man. It, it's like, you know, we got we got projects coming with different with different uh, different companies. We're approached quite often for our insight. I mean, I've been offered jobs by several hat companies. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, really? Oh, that's tight. Yeah, I, I don't need a job. 
I enjoy what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I, I enjoy what I'm doing, man. I love it. It's fun, you know. And uh, I think you guys are gonna see some cool stuff coming from us pretty soon. No, I do. And I was like, man, I had seen Leon had post like the views hats, and yeah. I never saw them go for sale. Well, we do. Listen, we're um, working on our platform. So I also have a small company called Good Hats, where where uh, I'm in this with John from Ink Park, and what we're doing is a majority of the money is going to charity. Um, okay. So like we're 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 kind of commissioning artists and John, who's an artist, to create cool logos and then finding a good cause to give um, most of the profits to, and then the rest of the profits go to go to the artist. You know, it's 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 a pretty cool thing that we're doing right now. But it's small time right now, you know. Right. Um, just recently, I don't know if you guys saw the hat um, that I collaborated with my fitteds on. It was the one from uh, the the album cover of Donuts, Jay Dillo's album. Yeah, that Detroit was that hat. Detroit one. I just saw that one. Yeah. I saw the pre order was up on uh, my fitted. Yeah, it just ended. I did that one with uh, John Jay at my fitteds. Um, oh, that was, so you were involved that with was that? Like, yeah, that was my idea, man. Oh, really? Was, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I was a huge Jay Dilla fan. The album Donuts meant a lot to me, and I know how much it meant to the hip hop community. And the hat on the cover, I wanted to recreate it. So John Jay helped me make it happen. Oh man, that's tight. Slum. Yeah. I've been to many a Slum Village uh, live shows. Oh, oh man, Slum Village, man. The Fantastic Volume Two is one of the best albums one of the ever. Greatest man. albums ever. That's the one yeah. percent. That's yeah. facts. Well, yep. and and uh, and oh, sorry, also like, no, you know, my other favorite album uh, that's got Jay Dilla influences, like Water for Chocolate by Common. Oh, uh, oh yeah. He did most of the production on there, and the Far Side's Lab Cabin, California. He did a lot of production there, so Dilla was a huge influence, and I wanted to recreate the hat, you know. But John Jay made it happen. No, that's dope, man. And uh, I mean, I do want to see like a lot more from you guys. Like, I feel like you guys do have you know a phenomenal platform are there any other hat shows out there uh you know i think listen there's unboxing shows you know but um yeah i don't consider those shows yeah see when we started this you're not going to really see me do many unboxings um i think i've done a few here and there but we wanted this to be something that was much more uh collaborative and like i don't know like the platform was just easier to build off of uh, we don't want to be one trick ponies, you know, so right. I think we, we build something that also involves a lot of other people, man. We give other people a platform to kind of shine. Uh, we have a couple of folks on our channel right now that want their own YouTube channels and, and we're allowing them space on ours to kind of get started with an audience, you know? Yeah. So. And see, that's what I've been kind of, you know, doing, because I would tell you this, you know, hearing you say, you know, you're raising two sons on your own and stuff like that. You guys put out a lot of content like, yeah. I'm talking, yeah. it's it's almost daily. Like, it feels like daily. Oh, no, it is daily. It's multiple videos daily, but we combine, we get it all done uh, in batches, you know? So, like, I'm like, dude, you know, it's like we would have been talking on the phone anyway. So, we're like, all right, let's just turn on the Zoom and, and just do it that way, you know? Um, it's been fantastic. We find, but now that the team's gotten a little bit bigger, like, I can step off and not do a video here and there, and, like, Leon doesn't have to do every video. So, it's we found a way to kind of balance our time, Uh the right way yeah and see I, i've been like I, when i when i noticed you guys started doing that i was like dang man that's a good idea because you know there are times where like you know big sneaker situations come out you know like when the ann hebert stuff came out about you know her son the resale business and oh yeah you know all that stuff like that it was like a I don't know what day it was when we found that like a Thursday or something, you know, so we had to wait like five more days to come here and talk about it. And when it comes yeah. to news, when it comes to stuff like that, 
when the, when you got the internet, stuff gets old so quick. Like, You're right, right. It's right. like, all right, well, I know everybody already talked about it already, but here's our opinions on it now. <laughs> now, I do feel yeah. like we give the best opinions on stuff like that because we're ourselves all the time. But, you know, yeah. like I said, your shows, like there are plenty of shows out there that talk about, you know, you guys do an hour, two hour plus show, hour and a half, two hour plus show on hats. Like that's yeah. the, and when I, I'm watching it, I'm like looking at the like little, not side ticker, like side ticker, I guess. You know, you yeah. guys go through each store. It is impeccably done. I will tell you that. Um, I was going to yeah, ask you, is that. there anything right now in hats that you're not liking what you're seeing? Uh, yeah, I would say um, I would say. A lot of this uh, multi-hit, multi-embroidery, um, like these multiple embroidery hits on hats right now. It's like, I, I've had enough. I've had enough. <laughs> like, with, uh, you know, palm trees here, beach ball there, penguin on the back, uh, you know, like a like cheesesteak there. It's right. just like, I think it's getting to be too much. And I also, you know, I, I think, I think um, George kind of touched on it earlier. It's, you know, some of these pink bottoms or these UVs that just have no business being on a hat. You, you It's like, a, I call them Frankenstein hats, where you have all this different stuff going on and people are just doing it to be crazy with no rhyme or reason. That I'm sick of. And see, is I feel like it's so saturated out there right now that people are just trying anything now you know like yeah there are a couple hats that i saw last week and it was like green bandana the paisley undervisor i'm oh, yeah. not a fan of stuff like that like i, I seen like like the hawaiian ones kind of you know the floral whatever yeah. and i didn't think yeah. the paisley one was too bad but then i was like oh man i was like i don't know what's going on in the hat world like i don't know but like i feel like oh man that's gonna be try to be the next wave like crazy under patterns because i think that one of the hats that you had like that's kinda, definitely not for me by the one way one of the hats one of the hats you had kind of destroyed on the show was like it was a, a astros hat and it had like oh space yeah. under it and it was glowing in the uh, dark and it had a rocket ship and i was like what is yeah. this you know what i will say this just Looking at it real quick, but this hat that my fitted did, this green Dodger hat with the like tan underbrim or whatever, that's yeah. fire. I've never seen the tan or whatever color you would call that underbrim Sand. gold. Maybe I don't know. I'll take a, oh, I just oh, know. is that is that the flower boy hat? Yeah, it has the little heart yeah. on the side. I that's the first time yeah, I've seen this hat. This hat's fire. Yeah, you know what it is. Too? Their storytelling is second to none. So every hat has a story. So I think that's uh, Tyler the Creator's Flower Boy album right. cover cap. You know, I think that kind of stuff is what sets it apart. So, you know, you start to think about like the stories that are behind these caps. Like people connect to that. You know, right. yeah, so absolutely. that's the other thing. My fitness does a great job with. Besides the design, there's a great story behind it. I, I I had seen like one thing I they I was buying from my fitteds a lot at first when we were getting back into it and I haven't bought from there in a while and it's because I can I can't yeah. never seem to catch when these hats drop like they post the uh, most pictures tough. ever and they post these pictures and I'm like ooh and it's like coming soon and uh, <laughs> what's the other guys at uh, Russ yeah Russ Sunset oh Russ at Sun that's John Jay man Russ at Sunset that's John Jay man that cat posts some of the most fire stuff ever and I'm like ooh coming soon I got my notification <laughs> I got everything on and I could never catch any of them then I go on there and look sold out and I'm like okay like. I'm never gonna get my hands well, on these. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. Reach out, reach out to me when you see something. Let me know. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Don't say stuff like that because I will. 
<laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, no, I don't. I, I, listen, man, I don't say stuff I don't mean. So okay. uh, hit me up if 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 you if you need some. Maybe I can uh, talk to John Be- Jay. Because you know what, I I have I have uh you know when we first started this show you know people would say stuff like that to us and you know you're like ah you know I appreciate it but I don't want to be that guy. Nah, you know we've been doing this show for five years now. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't like, <laughs> I'm hitting up anybody now. Like, I don't hey. like tip like in life in general. I'm not a big favors guy, but there is one person I ask. Uh, sporadically for sneakers and he's helped me get a couple things so yeah. you know I certainly appreciate it apparently he's now helping my wife get something so um, shout out to the plug he knows who he is but yeah for the most part I'm not like an ass guy like what I would like to do is try to do favors first like uh, one of the guys we had on the show not too long ago John, was it last week or two weeks ago when Johnny was here uh, last week I think a couple so, weeks ago two so, weeks ago so Johnny has been in cards a little bit longer he has plugs and whatnot, and I just plugged him on a pair of shoes so it's almost like you know this relationship like and he was even asking me he was like how much do you want for the shoe i was like nah man's retail like that's how i look at it like i do you a favor now yeah. you do me a favor in the future kind of thing yo yeah all right <laughs> yes that sets you off <laughs> uh i'm joking um man one thing i, I want one other thing i do want to ask too is like you know shout out to leon you know leon has been somebody who has like, you know, when it comes to like making stuff for the show, I just, it just makes me want to throw up, to be honest with you. Like, I'm such yeah. a perfectionist and like what I want to do. And one of the things is, is yeah. that, you know, I, I really want to put out stuff that we want to buy. And people are always like, oh, make a shirt and all this and hats. We joke, yeah. about, we joke about it all the time on this podcast. This is a sneaker podcast, but you can only see our shoulders, our face, and our hats. Like, that's the only thing yeah. you can see. We could be wearing flip-flops under this table. You wouldn't know it. Like, you know what I mean? Well, I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm wearing, I'm wearing pajama pants right now, so right. <laughs> I guess we're all good. Yeah, but you're, it's a little bit later where you're at right now. So, and you know what's yeah, funny is, is like... A lot of those news programs where people were wearing like a suit jacket on top, they were like oh, wearing yeah. pajamas or whatever on the bottom. So it's like no different. <laughs> That's like you watch exactly, inside the yeah. NBA and Barkley them. They'd yeah. be wearing like sweats under the table yeah. and stuff like that. But um, yep. yeah, you know, like one of the things too, like I was uh, saying is like when I was talking to like Leon about it and I'm like, I, I do want to like do get something made. You know, how often do you guys get, you know, people, you know, who want to make stuff or like it, it, I've heard that like to have a new era contact is is hard yeah it's hard it's definitely hard i mean listen i think um there's a lot you first of all to do anything licensed you really do need a brick and mortar so you need to have an actual retail store but some of the custom stuff there are ways to kind of get that done um those accounts aren't necessarily easy to get but you know they can they can be gotten uh you know to do like custom work and whatnot um but you guys want to create something? We're we're certainly down, man. We're certainly down. Uh, how do you feel about? Uh, and I, this is just out of the blue. How do you feel about Cam Newton back to the Patriots? <laughs> man, you know, listen. I I don't know what the what the alternative is. You know, I think Cam's I think Cam's a, a fantastic guy, a fantastic athlete. But I'm not certain. Um, I'm not certain. Uh, I'm not certain. This is this. I know this isn't a long term plan. Right. But I will say the Patriots' first day in free agency was the biggest they've ever had. I mean, they were they they went all in this year, man. They were losing their yeah. minds that day. S- swiped uh, Aguilar right out from under our noses. Yeah. I'm a Raider fan. Um, yeah. I didn't think they would resign him. I figured you know he'd get a decent sized deal as a free agent, and good for him. Yeah. He deserved it after the year he had last year. Um, 
Hopefully, you, I mean, not that I'm a Patriots fan, you know, I'm not going to root for a team that's not mine, but hopefully you get the good Aguilar and not the bad Aguilar. Because <laughs> if you get the good yeah. one and a, and Cam's well, arm is okay. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, you have you don't have a lot of wiggle room with Belichick, so, you know, he's going to have to either behave or leave. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it. I mean, that's the one thing about Bill. He's not going to allow anybody to goof off on that team, you know? Absolutely. Nah, he's not. I, I was kind of surprised about the Antonio Brown thing, like them bringing him in after all that. I mean, I know Belichick wants to win and whatnot, but I thought that was kind of weird. Well, they've given they've they've given some folks yeah. a chance. They brought they, in and they see if they straight like if I, they straighten up or not. But when they brought in gotcha. uh when they brought in Antonio Brown, it made me think. I was like, well, they had brought in Corey Dillon, you know, at one point when he was like viewed as problematic. They brought in Ocho Cinco at one point when they he was kind of viewed yeah. as like a, a problem now it wasn't to the degree of uh, Antonio Brown Corey Dillon maybe I feel like back then Corey Dillon was Corey Dillon was a pain in the ass with the Bengals right yeah he, he ended up being a linchpin to the offense man yeah he was you know? he was going through it with the Bengals you know and he was a good player you know I think he came and gave I think he got a Super Bowl with the Patriots one year what about Randy Moss what about Randy, Randy Moss? Moss Randy Moss Randy Moss is yeah Randy one. Moss was probably the the biggest turnaround story we saw he was mm-hmm. he was very disgruntled in LA you know or with uh, the Raiders and then yeah. I don't know he I think you up, make an uh, exception being... when you have the top two wide receiver of all time though I mean come on you do but Antonio I, Brown I would I would, I, I would argue listen I, I think I, Jerry Rice is going to go down in history as, as the better of the two but athletically I think you know no one was, right. no one was better than Moss Moss was oh, oh my freak. god well, what's crazy about that too is that Justin Jefferson broke all his rookie Vikings records. Like, uh, huh? I mean, yeah. uh, what? He Randy was balling. <laughs> I, I thought his Randy, I thought his uh, records for Minnesota would be untouchable at, at any level, rookie, any year whatsoever. Well, the year he had with the Patriots is. I don't know if are there any year league records at Moss. Does he have touchdown record or? I don't think he has. Oh, the t- I think he has the. T- I think he has a receiving touchdown record that year. That from that year. The oh, Patriots. really? Yeah, he yeah, must have. So. He, he must have had twenty plus touchdowns that year. Okay, yeah, because I think Rice's record was twenty two, maybe, but. But Brady threw what fifty eight or fifty five or something like that touchdowns. That's I mean I I think eleven of them he just chucked up into the end zone <laughs> and ran because there was no rhyme or reason to what he was throwing. He would just he literally would just throw it as yeah. hard as he could into that end zone and, and and Randy would catch him. I remember watching closely because it was you, you know the Raiders were the ones who traded him and it was you kind of got the feeling like all right that he's just going to be a superstar and Patriot land yeah. now. You know, you know, well, one thing, yeah. you know, one thing I did want to ask you too. Sorry, just going back real quick. I was going to ask you, how do you feel about, uh, you know, I feel like I, I see like a, there's a lot of collectors out there that won't wear any other team, you know. Oh, man. Um, yeah. How do you feel about that? The only team that's off limits for, the, for me is the Yankees. Um, but I think, like, Again, I think you've got to open up your horizons a little bit, man. There's too much cool stuff out there to just have one team if you're really into hats, you know. That's just my opinion. But I also do get it. You know, if someone's like so, super loyal to their team, that's all they wear. I get it, man. But for me, I had someone challenge my Red Sox fandom because I wear other <laughs> teams' hats. I'm like, I got to tell you right now. I'm the I'm as diehard a Red Sox fan as there is, but that doesn't mean I need to wear the B all day long. I mean, I, like it's not like I'm not married to Boston. I mean, right. it's just like I, I I'm a diehard fan though, but I'm gonna wear an LA hat. I'm gonna wear a Pittsburgh hat. I'm gonna wear what I think is cool. I'm just not gonna put a Yankees hat on. That's my that's my line. <laughs> and see, like you know, people always say that about me too because I'm a Dodgers fan. You know, fully a Dodgers fan, but I lived in a lot of places, and I, and I know a lot of places that like I feel 
very important to me. You know, I've been yeah, there. Yeah. I've only been to maybe three Dodgers games. My Actually, you know what? Well, I've only been to three Dodgers games in L.A. my entire life. I've been to plenty of them when they, they come out here to play the Diamondbacks. But like Oakland, yeah. like the A's and the Giants, I used to go to their games probably once a month, you know, when I lived in the Bay Area. You know, it was always for something, always had tickets, you know, especially when the A's weren't as good, you know, like they would give – it was like at one point you go to the grocery store and spend 25 bucks, you get four A's tickets. You know, we was going to the A's. <laughs> we were hopping on the bar, going to the A's game in one of the worst stadiums in the history of sports. I mean, the, the Raiders played there as well. I mean, it's one of the worst stadiums in sports history. It's not even a, a question. It felt like a Coliseum? prison. Yeah, the, right there in, in uh, right there by uh, Oracle, right there off the freeway. Yeah, it's there. one of the worst it felt like a prison yard. I was like, we're sitting on cement. We're, we don't have chairs. We're sitting on blocks. And I was like, this is too much for me. And it was the most fighting and scrapping I'd ever seen in my entire life at baseball games. <laughs> I would understand that at football games, but I never understood it at a baseball game. I had never seen anybody fist fight at a baseball game until I went to an A's, Oakland A's game. And that's facts. So. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and read that other eBay ad real quick. I mean, we're about to wrap up anyways. Uh, from rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31 through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for one-of-one one pair of Air Force One Lows. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. That's A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. M-E-D-I-A, all one word connected, armchair media. Whether rare, dead stock, or latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and is customized with the sneaker's details. Authenticity guarantee also protects sellers with a verified return process. It's free, F-R-E-E, to sell sneakers of $100 or more on eBay. And thanks to eBay's authenticity guarantee, verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for, Greg? Sneakers. Okay. I just realized, I haven't even asked Pierre what kind of what sneakers he got in his collection. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> oh, we haven't talked about sneakers. I'm- yeah, I'm a, I'm definitely a Jordan one, Jordan three guy. Okay. Um, uh, my favorite sneaker of all time is the black cement threes. I mean, that's just my that's my go to. I know that's probably a pretty generic answer, but well, it's easy I to wear, probably, so it makes sense. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I probably have. Well, I don't know. You're you're an older. You're an older guy, right? I mean, we're old. Like I figure about the same age. Uh, right? I'm 43. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm 38, and George is 41. So, All right, so I'm the old guy here. Yeah, <laughs> Bare, barely. So like that's well, the whole. I'm not new. I'm not New Balance five oh four old. Whatever, whatever the hell those are. I'm not. I'm not like grill shoes old. Yeah, but see, like you know what's funny is is that like we talk about like Jordan threes and stuff like that. Like they're supposed to be. Like Jordan ones, Jordan threes. Those are supposed to be our favorites because we were right. there. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. And and not only that, man, it's something that you. For me, as I get older, it's what can I pull off effectively. Oh, you 100%. know, for me, for me, Jordan ones and threes, man, they're, they, they just they just look right on me at this point. But that doesn't mean I don't have other stuff. I mean, right. I've got I like the you know, I like uh, Air Max 97s. I love those. I love 95s. Um, but again, those are older sneakers, you know, yeah. the new stuff, though. I still get into it, man, but I'm not going to go too crazy all in on them. I thought I saw um, you wearing a pair of Travis Scott's one time. Oh, I have the Travis Scott ones and highs and lows. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yeah, I've got uh, I've got some I've got some stuff, man. I've got some stuff. I just, you know, listen, man. I I just like what I like. So right. You know, I I know a lot of people turn their noses up to like uh, one mids, but I still wear one mids. I don't care. Right. If I like them, I wear them. That's it. You know. You uh you you able to get Travis Scott's for retail, or did you have to pay for resale for him? Uh no, I got the I was able to get the lows retail, oh. but the highs the highs I had to play pay resale. Oh okay. I think yeah. if I would have got one, I would I would have I wouldn't even got the other. Uh, yeah, I, I I just like them so much, man. I don't know the colors, man. I just love them. <laughs> the low yeah. is definitely to me. The low is a better shoe, but I'm uh, I'm not just recently not a high Jordan one guy. How often yeah. you uh you find yourself buying shoes? The last pair I bought were those uh, Bodega Dunk Legends. I bought those. Um, I don't know. There's something about it I just liked. Oh my uh, god! Are you talking about that baseball glove one? Yeah. Yep. Ew. Well, it makes sense. I mean, he's a baseball guy, so. Yeah. It don't yeah. look like a baseball glove. It looks like. Fr- <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It doesn't resemble baseball. I just don't understand. If you're gonna do something baseball, well, it, was, it has what, to look like the baseball. You can't do any other element of baseball. Well, no, it wasn't that. To me, it was like you picked a basketball shoe to do a baseball collab. That's what I didn't. Yeah, understand. that's kind. Of, that's that's kind of true. Uh, that's kind of, not yeah. that you're gonna pick a baseball cleat, but you can right. pick like a trainer or something like. Yeah, I mean, I guess dunks are hot. I get it, but it's not. It's a basketball shoe. It's not a baseball shoe. I just wish I could look at it and say like, "Oh man, that was like a baseball mitt." I couldn't. You can't tell what it is. They should have like made it out of a uniform. It should have been a baseball. It would have been generic. But yeah, you paid resale for those. I don't know. Either though, I don't know. Have you worn them? No. Yeah, you probably won't. <laughs> I pro- you're you're pro- you're probably right. You're probably right. It was just like Bodega's a Boston a Boston spot, so I'm yeah, showing right. some support. Yeah, I I went in there when I was in Boston a couple years ago. Um, crazy. I mean, like great experience. Like walking through the actual setup that they have that looks like a bodega. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a cool ass spot, man. And they have one in L.A. too, right? I think. I yeah. think they have one in L.A. Yeah, they, they did do. open one. Um, yep. And I've actually been to Fenway twice too, man. That's a hell of an experience. I love Fenway, man. I yeah. drove by it. I haven't been inside. One of my friends had seats on the monster. The first, like, ironically, a friend from Arizona was also at a game when I was there. Had seats yeah. on the monster, and we walked up there. And you can't actually go to the seat; they have security there stopping you. But yeah, we stood up there with it. It's pretty pretty cool. Stand up there and watch some of the game. You know what it is too. It's like that. It's like Fenway and Wrigley are just the old school places that still feel like you're back in the '70s or '60s watching Wrigley. a baseball game. You know, it's different, yeah. man. Yeah, like absolutely. the whole. It's not like a shopping mall with a baseball field attached <laughs> to it. Well, Dodger Stadium is like that too. I think Dodger Stadium now is the third oldest park behind oh, yeah. those two. Wrigley and Fenway, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, the atmosphere around it's just so cool. You know, I love places like that. Was Dodgers Dodger Stadium older than a Candlestick? Was it over the candlestick? Yeah, they moved before the Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did. Okay. At least, I mean, well, I guess that doesn't mean anything because they played in the Coliseum for a little while. But yeah, they moved before the Giants, I think, or maybe it was the same season. But Dodger Stadium, I think, was built. Uh, they were only in. They they played in the Coliseum for a couple years, and then maybe somewhere else. But Dodger Stadium was built fairly, like maybe three years after they moved, something like that. Yeah, Dodger Stadium was built in '59. So four years after they moved, because I think they moved in 55. Opened in 62. Oh, they broke ground 59, opened in 62. Oh, okay. Well, then, so then, yeah. Or maybe they moved in 58. Was that say what year they moved? 
58. 58, yeah. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, so not they didn't play very long in the Coliseum and wherever else it was. But, yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know much about Candlestick's history. I don't know if it was built specifically for the Giants or built for something else and they took it over or what it was. But that AT&T Park is a, it's hard to have a bad-looking area in San Francisco, San Francisco but it is money. incredible. I don't yeah. know. Are you? That's, as a matter of fact, that's actually a good question. Are how many ballparks have you been to? Are you a big like travel and go to all the ballparks yeah. guy? Yeah. So my my kids uh, my kid lo- my kids lost their mom about three years ago, right? So the first thing we did was we did a baseball trip to kind of get their minds off of that. So we went up the East Coast. We started down in Balt- uh, Washington, Baltimore, Philadelphia, the two Yankee, the two New York stadiums. We went to Boston. Um, and we're continuing on that tradition. We're going to hit them all. But my favorite ballpark of them all, besides Fenway, is Camden Yards in Baltimore. <laughs> well, first, let me say condolences. I, you know, yeah. I, I, we, you know, have both ourselves lost family members and me somewhat yeah. recently. So I understand how it is. And, you know, with the baseball nostalgia, I kind of have the same thing you are. I, I think I've been to like 14 or 15 uh, yeah. So kind of tick them off a little bit before Corona hit. Every summer, my wife and I would try to hit one or two ball games up in our travels. Yeah, and yeah. We, we would try to do like wherever the Dodgers are on the road, we would go into those ballparks. And so I've seen them in Seattle, Colorado, um, Cincinnati, a couple different places. But yeah, you brought up Camden. I went to Camden in '96, so I think the second yeah. year it was open. And it was just blown away by how cool that ballpark is. Ah, uh, dude, it's so nice, man. It's like, I don't know. There's something about the way it's designed, man. It's yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And then the one that I've been to since that I think took over the lead for me in the best ballpark in, is Pittsburgh's Park. The way uh, they designed that on the river, looking into mm-hmm. downtown, is absolutely unreal. Yeah. Listen, my least favorite, I'll tell you guys, uh, that I've been to is the the Na- Washington Nationals Park. Oh, I oh yeah, one. I have. Well, no, I've never been to the new one. I went to when they were playing in the... I think they played in RFK, didn't they? Yeah, RFK. Oh, my God. Oh, no, the new one's terrible, too, man. That's literally a shopping mall with a baseball field. <laughs> oh, okay. They, yeah, I haven't been to that even, one. They can't even get the grass right, man. I, I don't, and I, and, you know, and they had... And they had Bryce Harper, so that made it worse. <laughs> I like Bryce Harper. <laughs> oh, all right. I don't have anything else to ask, man. I, I mean, I I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Well, you- I mean, we can talk briefly about, uh, I guess, just sports real quick. If you want to have a sports conversation. Yeah. Uh, um, you're obviously, you said you're a basketball guy. Who? What's your finals prediction here? Uh, Do you think the Celtics Don't get say back, Celtics because it, it ain't together? happening. Uh, th- this isn't the Celtics year. No. Um, it's just not. I think uh, – I do think that um, Jalen – I'm in the minority here, but I believe Jalen Brown's the better of, of the two between him and Tatum. Oh. I, I've been say- – I've been saying that for a while. Now. I don't. I don't I think, hate. I don't hate the take. I don't know that I have a personal take. To be honest, you've probably yeah. watched more Celtics than I have. I just remember watching him in college because he played out here on the. Jalen Brown is better than Jason Tatum, but you need Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown learned how to control his body. So Jalen Brown was so so damn athletic when he first came into the <laughs> league that he couldn't control himself. Man, he was all over the place, right? And then you saw him learn how to control his body, and he's become a phenomenal, phenomenal basketball player. I I love Jason Tatum too, but I think uh, Jalen Brown's the one with the bigger upside. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm not certain who's going to make it to the finals, to be honest, right? I mean, like, it's just weird. I, there's no, like, real – I don't feel really confident in any team. 
I think people felt confident about the Lakers until the Anthony Davis injury stuff popped up. But yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I do think I do think you're right about that. I, but I think there there's concerns about 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 his ability to stay healthy now, right? I mean, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I think, but I think that's good for the league, man. I like going into into a playoff scenario where you don't really have favorites, man. That's kind of fun. Absolutely. Well, I definitely will say that's what it's looking like with March Madness. Like, I mean, that's another discussion. Oh, I shouldn't. This is the first year I haven't watched college basketball in the last thirty years of my life. I mean, I have no idea. I know Gonzaga's undefeated. I know Baylor's right. good, but other than that, I don't know nothing. I know nothing about it. But Sport, just... it's been it's been more difficult for me to connect with sports with COVID, man. It's like it's almost like you've been sitting here waiting for it to cancel. <laughs> like it's like you know you don't feel like yeah you know you don't feel this sense of security with it right now. That's just and I know we're at, we're getting towards the tail end of COVID in my opinion, but it still didn't feel the same to me. The fans not being there, all this different stuff, it, it all equated to sure. I don't know, man, a little lackluster product in my opinion. Well, like even when the, when even when it was like still kind of continued or when it kind of came back. I had got so used to not having it. It was such a major part in my daily routine, you know, yeah. that when it finally came back, I realized it didn't mean as much to me as I thought it did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you I remember learning to cope. Yeah. When, when the NBA came back to the bubble, I had it on the TV, but like it was the ideal situation. They were showing sometimes like three, four games a day to try to catch up in the, in the bubble, mm-hmm. but I couldn't focus on it because I was just like, man, I can't believe that. I was using three hours, you know, a double header. Come on, I'm using six hours out of my day just to sit here and watch basketball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then when it finally yeah. came back, I was like, ah, do I, I got other things to do now? Like I found other things to do, and six hours of my time, I I can't watch the you know Sixers play the the the, the Celtics. You know what I mean? I, I can't watch that right now. You know so. I do feel like it is coming back a little bit for me. Like I've been watching like a ton of basketball and stuff like that. I mean, I I was watching baseball spring training, which I never watch on TV. And I was watching it and I was just like enamored at the energy from like watching the Cardinals game and stuff. I'm watching (laughs) Cardinals and Angels and I was just like, look how hyped they are. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm talking about, (laughs) you know. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where like we all kind of just – Found. I need lots of 50 home run seasons, all right? Let's just put it that way. Well, we'll see. Well, Luis Robert, Jordan Alvarez, uh, Bo Bichette. I need a lot of 50 home run seasons. You better all catch my drift. So you can sell all them cards. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think uh, I think once it kind of picks up steam again and everyone's back into the state of normalcy, everyone's going to be excited about it again. But I think this right. has been the oddest time of our lives, so. Yeah, you know, and I expect we'll see how I expect that, how it pans out. I expect baseball to be probably the first sport to allow full stadiums. I mean, it already is in Texas. Yeah, I mean, like across the board. I expect it by June. Everybody, I expect soccer, baseball, NASCAR to be the first ones to allow full full stadiums. I UFC. Mean, if you're talking about European soccer, some of the I think in France they already did, but I think some of the other countries are like more strict than we are. Um, and uh, some of the. Oh, like UFC, they're going to fight in, what, Texas or Florida? They're doing full stadiums, everything. So stuff is happening, man, you know. So hopefully I feel like we've all kind of grown a little bit to where it's like I've gotten so used to reading about sports. Like 
Like, I'm not going to watch mm-hmm. it. I just read, see the stats, see what happened. I'm good with it. Like, I, I felt like I watched yeah. it, you know, whatever. So, um, I don't have anything else to ask, you know, Pierre. I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I'm glad we were able to make it work this time. I know we had a few little technical hiccups, but, you know, it is what it is, man. And I know you guys have had, you know, technical every, – every show has technical issues every once in a while, you know, so. When um, you're relying on an internet connection, what are you going to do? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you, know? you guys, the much content you guys put out, y'all internet connection must be at the limit. Mine, mine is usually really reliable, but I'm not. I'm not usually up this late. Maybe there's some sort of reset that occurs. My bedtime's two hours. My bedtime, my bedtime's two hours ago, fellas. Oh man, what time is it there right now? It's eleven thirty. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, we gotta let you go, man. I, I think it might be some type of internet reset because sometimes I'm up really late at night and yeah. I can't connect stuff to the TV like I do. I notice like things just ain't connected on the TV at a certain hour, and I'm like, okay. Either the yeah. TV is a piece of junk or I'm up too late. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you guys accept my apology and in, in, in the interruptions. But I, I certainly had a great time on here. I, I loved uh, I love talking to you guys. And again, a huge supporter of your show. And, and I love what you guys are doing man, here, too. Same, we appreciate man. it, man. And don't worry about the interruptions. That's the least of our worries. Yeah, we, we don't care. I don't think Greg's going to do much editing and just going to let it play all the way through this time. I mean, now, if we lost video or something, that'd be a different story. But Oh, yeah, we yeah. lost video. I would lose my mind in here. But, you know, I, I appreciate you, Pierre, man, and I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Talk to you later, fellas. All right. Take thank it easy. you. All right. Bye. All right. I know you're going to do a little recap, but which one do you want to open? I'm not doing no recap. I'm ready to go home. Open one. Which one do you want? I don't care. Pick. You pick. Give me this. Fam, this entire box came with 20 cards. <laughs> what? Well, so are you talking about just the amount of air that's inside the yeah. box? Yeah. I don't know why that that's who, their thing now. Who makes that? Lays? Lays. <laughs> Lay's leaves more room than Panini does. I'm sitting here like, oh, it might be 15 packs in here. Now, you might have some actual fire. Well, you could add fire in the first one, but the one you got right now is actually like really expensive stuff. So, look at that gang. So, we'll see. You got a green in that one? I got Darren Fells, Curtis Martin. What is this? What is this, a retro pack or something? No, they just do vets. Curtis Martin. I got Nick Chubb. I don't think I have any color in my pack. So you got a green. That's a that's big. Dalvin Tomlinson. McCoy Hardman. Yeah, he kind of had a drop touchdown. <laughs> uh, Bryce Love. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. What was I supposed to do with this Joe Montana? I got a, a kicker card. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Is this the Joe fact, Montana good? The fact they have kicker cards. It might be. I don't know. Signed by the Cowboys on 3-2020. So, apparently, they didn't put him in his Cowboy uniform or Cowboy card. I got Traquan Smith. I got Aaron Rodgers. Matter of fact, look. They did put him. They did get make it a Dallas Oh, yeah. Cowboys he is on there. Great line. He is on there. All right. I got Aaron Rodgers. This green card is a Damian Williams. Damian Williams is a rookie. a rookie running back. Oh, that's pretty good. I got J.K. Dobbins. What's a emergent card? Whatever that is. And I got Antonio Winfield Jr. And he's running at the combine. They who's, felt he need the, no uniform. Who's the emergent? Uh, J.K. Dobbins. Oh, okay. So that green. Oh, I got I got Dobbins too. That's pretty funny. Oh wait, is he doing the same thing on my card? <laughs> or do they make different ones? Nope, my my card is doing something different. And I don't he got know. the home jersey. Well, yeah, emergent the emergent card's different. I don't know if uh, Panini Prism does photo variation. I'm sh- they I'm, they may, but um, fam, I know nothing you're talking about. What yeah. is this? Okay, what's this black pack? What's this? So this is just the bonus pack they put in there, but I think they're red, white, and blues, right? Yep. 
Yeah, so these, if you get a good card, would be worth a decent amount. Well, none of these are good, so... <laughs> I mean, this got this rookie quarterback on here for Seattle, but, I mean... Rookie quarter or corner? Quarter. Who is it? He's a rookie, right? Out of Washington State, Anthony Gordon? He's a rookie yeah. last year, so right? So if you get a quarterback yeah. in one of these, it's actually, even though it's him, it's probably worth a decent amount. I got... Ah, I got C.J. Mosley. I got... And my Akeem rookie, uh, red, white, and blue, is Derek Brown, so that's not some, one that someone's going to want, but that rookie quarterback card actually probably will sell. Well, you do your thing. What, you don't want these? No, I'm not supposed to do with them. Um, I don't know. Put them on eBay? Man, how about you put them on eBay and you give me half the proceeds? Here, Sounds you do good. these two. Sounds good, family. And you do all those two. Well, let me have that box. And you can have this box too. There's uh, 16 DS cards in there. All right, 16 DS. Shout out to Bluff Bagwell. Yes, Bluff Bagwell. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. I did not. That expect was nice. That. I expected a, I you know, like a ones bag of chips. Got. Oh, the homie. Yeah, I thought it was going to be snacks. He lives, it says Louisiana on there. so I thought The homie is sending us some Australian snacks. That's a pretty good card, actually. Uh, I mean, right I figured, but. Australian snacks. This, this ain't a rookie. Damian Williams. I said, is it a rookie? You said yes. No, I didn't. Green Prism. You did. When you go back. You to the said show, the rookie. No, I said, is it a rookie? And you said, yeah. So when you go back and watch. Well, the show, he's a rookie. I didn't know like the card was a rookie. No, Damian Williams is not a rookie. On the Chiefs? You thinking? Of oh, I'm thinking of Bel Air. Edwards, hilarious. I'm thinking of Bel Air, Prince of Hilarious. Remember, Bel-Air. I told you. So on the tops card is different. The little RC logo up there, it's like red, oh, red yeah. white, and blue. That means rookie. So if you don't have that, it ain't a rookie. Antonio Winfield did all right this season, though. Junior. Yeah, but the the it funny did okay. The funny part about um, they get an interception in the Super Bowl as well. The funny part about football is people don't care about defensive players unless it's like Chase Young. Like you go like number one or number two. That's whack. Uh, Defensive player cards should probably be the, the ones. People only care really about quarterbacks, some running backs, and some wide receivers. So, like, Justin Jefferson cards are all right. Um, De- Football cards sound like trash. Not though. Dez. What's your receiver's name? Uh, he's on Marty the Cowboys. Cooper. People oh, love him. Uh, C.D. Lamb. Yeah. So people love Lamb because he's on the Cowboys. Any more to open? Uh, I want to open some more, fam. Look at you. Though. How many in that box? Just one pack. Oh, open it. I just like it, but I'm not. I don't care at the moment. Let me have that box. I'm gonna throw everything in there. It, it, it's a high. You'd be like, oh, that's it. Let's go home. <laughs> Hurry up! Relax, you. Open them, fam. Chill out. I want. I bet you this one got a Tua Tua a la Lupo and a no, it Justin but Herbert. Must spoil the back card. For Dang, CD Lamb. That's a whack name. It is a whack name. I mean, that joint is spelled C D. <laughs> It is definitely a whack name. <laughs> now, now this right here, the the silver hollow Justin Herbert out of this pack. Ooh, Deshaun Watson on so, top. So the silver hollow, if it, if you got a Justin uh, Herbert of the silver the silver card of this, four hundred dollars raw, which means like you don't got to send it in and get it graded. This is four hundred. And card. where do you sell that at? That's crazy on eBay. And somebody's gonna pay that on eBay. Yes. I have a hard time you believing on, that. I need well, proof. Go on eBay sales and look at all the set, things that have sold. Yo, tell me who's in the pack, Deshaun dude. Watson, Ryan Kerrigan, Jared Goff, Tredavious White, Taysom Hill, Jason Kelsey, another Aaron Rodgers, way off center, but another Aaron Rodgers. What does way off center mean? So this is the conversation we had that one day that you didn't understand. Look at the left border. Look at the right border. You see how one is very thin? Oh, I mean, maybe it's supposed to be like that. No, it's not. Derrick Henry, Max Crosby, another uh, quarterback. This is a three-quarterback pack. 
Ooh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Your your negative or whatever you want to call it, rookie is Devin Duvernay. So not the greatest uh, reverse negative or whatever they I call it. I don't want these. no Falcon cards. Variation, whatever they call it. Your um, hollow is, is also not a great card. Keenan Allen. Oh. You want a rookie in this card. So hollow is like the silver. Palace. Why does it got to be a rookie? He's good. Because that's what people want. Man, this dumb. There's too many rules of cards. Why they got to be rookies? So so them Aaron Rodgers worth nothing. No. Oh. In prism, so prism is the first thing we open in those cello packs, the ones with the red, white, and blue. So this is the card that this set or version is what people pay more for than anything in football and basketball. And, and this is probably the second most expensive set, optic. Um, so like this this hanger right here. So in the store, this is fifteen dollars. Right now, these are probably selling for sixty. A pack. This hanger in store at Target or Walmart is probably fifteen bucks. I think retail. This is but probably oh re- resell sixty. Reselling. I thought you meant in Target sixty. No, this is probably reselling for sixty or seventy dollars. This one right here might be even more because it's basketball. Same thing, fifteen bucks. These cellos. This is $10. Because it's Prism, it might be more expensive than both of these. I don't really know what they're all going for, resale, but... What else you got? Um, so Clyde Edwards Hilarious. I don't know if I showed you that one right there. You got a, a decent rookie so in the rookies. This is a pretty good card right nothing. here. Pretty good card. <sighs> we'll see. Jalen Hurts. Well, no, I'm, it's a good card. I didn't say it was a good player. There's a difference no. between good card and good player. Jordan Love is a hot card right now. We know nothing about Jordan Love. <gasps> Why is that a hot card? People love Jordan Love. Uh, Man. Oh, we got another Raider rookie in here, Jerry Judy. That's not bad. We'll see. Jerry Judy. Sam, good card, not good player. Let's see if we got another Raider rookie here. No, we did not. Kenneth Murray, Raekwon Davis, and CeeDee Lamb are the blue scopes. CD, see the CD Lamb. CD Lamb. Now, that's probably a pretty good card right there because it's a blue scope variation. Oh, it's a little off-centered. <laughs> if you're selling it raw, it doesn't matter. I should keep this. I should keep all cowboy cards. There you go. Sell it. Make us two bucks. Give me a dollar. Give you a dollar. I think it'll be more than two dollars. And we can go buy a patch of Sour Patch Kids. All right. I would give up a pack of cards to a Sour Patch Kids. Probably more than two dollars, but sure, I'll sell it and send you your profits. (laughs) All right, man. Let's go home, man. Uh, Shout out, Bluff Bagwell. We appreciate it. I definitely did not expect you to be sending us cards. I love ripping cards, obviously, and there are some pretty good cards in here. I love ripping cards, too, but I hate cards, too. No, you don't. That's it. Why am I still wearing these headphones? We don't have. We're not online. All right, let's go home. It's late. All right, family. That's the stink. This. Bye bye.